This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. <laughs> now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's oh, again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition, the 24th edition of TOJ Film Room, which this show should be called Sam Darnold Film Room because we're going to get a lot of uh, Darnold into there. Um, and I just figured out, we should add to that, but uh, Marcus is actually the GM and head coach of his uh, team, which is just absurd. <laughs> so we appreciate him even taking time to do this show with us. Uh, he's in it for the long run, so we appreciate that with doing all that crap. I don't know how he does it, but it is what it is. Um, so uh, the housekeeping, YouTube, follow us there. Uh, you just type in Turn on the Jets in the search bar. Uh, TOJ, space film, space room on iTunes. Um, we've been pretty good. I think we have 24 reviews in 24 weeks. So we appreciate that. We didn't get a review this week. So you guys have failed us and we're going to cancel the show now. We'll see you next week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but Marcus, what's up, man? Hello, what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, same old. Uh, it was one of those weeks where... Uh, the, the Jets game was just fantastic in so many ways. Um, obviously, get into it a lot, but I I wanted the Jets to win, but I wanted them to lose for the draft position. They're in they're in third place right now, but at, in, during the game, I was definitely rooting for the win because it was just an awesome game. But they lost. Donald played fantastically. Some other people played really well. Uh, we still have the draft position. I like went home that night, was just like giddy about how well they. Some of the people played that game. A uh, really really good game. Um, so I was, I was pretty excited. Are you actually a Texans fan? Like if, are, are they your, are they your team? So you, were you watching like rooting against the Jets? Like how did that work? No, I, um, when I watched, when I was watching this game, I was, I wasn't rooting for anybody to tell you the truth. It was yeah. kind of cause it was both teams. So I was yeah. just kind of watching the game, you mm-hmm. know, tell you, uh, you know, tell you the truth. Now when they're playing separately, you know, I'm, I root for the Texans and root for the Jets, you yeah. know, but you know, when they go against each other, like, you know, the night. You know, I'm just kind of watching the game and really more as, you know, more as just, you know, no emotion, no anything. I'm just really watching, you know, just watching it flat out. Yeah, it was it was definitely a uh, a fun game to watch. And this show is going to be exciting. And just uh, and for the people who like for the reviews, uh, the offseason reviews, I did do a vote on on a. I guess I, t- I did a vote on Twitter uh, with like four of the top names I've gotten, and the vote came down to uh, D Ford versus Le'Veon Bell. And I started watching Le'Veon Bell film, and people voted for him the most. So after the season, I'll be doing a Le'Veon Bell review uh, with Marcus. If Marcus can't do it, depending because he does have a season, so we'll see. But uh, Le'Veon Bell is the first one up. You could always, like I said, tweet me or email me blueatjoe at toj at or blueatjoe toj at gmail.com and tell me some people you want. I'll be doing off-season reviews of both uh, Jets players, Jets you know, potential free agent targets, and then draft picks as well. Um, so let's get into the show. And um, funny thing was, I was actually – my schedule's been crazy this week. 
And uh, I was planning on like my, I, some days I'll work, you know, morning shift, night shift, midnight shift. And it's been switching around. I did a podcast with, with Scott Mason before this and uh, during it, because I thought I was going to try to get a gym trip in before this, I've been tired. So I don't drink pre-workout a lot, but if I'm tired, I'll drink it before I go. And I drank it and I was, I was like, crap, I don't have enough time to go. So I'm actually hyped up on pre-workout right now. So this might be a little bit interesting um, <laughs> because I just couldn't go. I drank it. I was like, crap, I can't really go. I'll go after. Um, so this is going to be fun. But yeah, Texans 29, Jets 22. Uh, like I said, no reviews this week. You guys just just massive disappointments. I'm kidding. It is what it is. Uh, but you saw the difference in this game with the Jets with with not a ton of star talent and then you saw the Texans with guys like Hopkins who made fantastic plays, JJ Watt yeah, making fantastic plays, even Clowney making some really good plays. Clowney better watch he better watch his back a little bit though, hitting Sam Donald as much as he did. I, I I'm gonna figure out where that dude lives. Um, he was hitting him <laughs> late a little bit. But uh yeah it was it was like I said it was really, really exciting to watch. I think this is the best quarterback play I've probably seen honestly on the Jets since I think me and Scott talked about it before we recorded his show or during his show, probably since like 2008 with Brett Favre. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like Brett Favre had some really good games for that shoulder injury. But mm-hmm. post that, I think this is the best Jets performance I've seen in, in, in those 10 years uh, from that point. And he's 21 years old with not a lot of talent. against a pretty good defense or a little bit spotty, but still a pretty decent defense. Um, the game did not start off pretty. They, the te- it's like, regular Jets start um, the Texans drive all the way down their throat and then they stopped them in the red zone thank God but um, it did not start pretty but uh, let's get into the I guess I, I wanted to do studs because the game was so exciting but I, I have to stay true to what we do and I'll do duds first um, <laughs> it, but like I said I was overall like your overall thoughts like when you're watching this game like you had to be um, impressed with how how the Jets you know competed at least right no no I mean I was I was definitely impressed with the way that they competed and I thought what they were doing really played you know they they really let Houston it played what defensively what they were doing played well into you know what Houston's you know I guess you can say their faults are you know Houston's always had you know through this entire year they've struggled in the red zone so, yeah. you know, even – so in between the 20s, you know, obviously, you know, they got their plays, but once they got to the red zone, you know, they have a difficult time getting into the end zone, and, and they just did a good job of, you know, defending in the red zone and not letting them score. Um, offensively, I like the way Sam Darnold show, you know, showed up, you know, and, and he's been doing this pretty much, you know, the majority of the year with the exception of maybe like two games, you know, where he just, you know, had, you know, a bad yeah. game. But uh, he's been playing well all year, and – Honestly, against a team like Houston, who's, you know, whose defense, you know, defense is ranked, you know, you know, top 10 or, you know, top 12, I think it is in the, in the NFL. For him to play the way that he did, you know, shows, you know, that he's continuing to mature, you know, week, you know, every week. Uh, he's understanding what's being thrown at him. Um, and, and he's, you know, going out there making plays. Now, I would like to see him be able to, as I said before, make more plays without running for his life all the time. <laughs> You know, and having <laughs> All right, so, I texted you. I was like, "Yo, Sam Donald's balling out right now." Yeah, yeah, he's still running for his life. Though. Yeah, he's still running for his life, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is balling out, but he's you know running for his life right now. Still, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I like to see you know some of the playmakers, you know, when they get more in, you know, around them, make some, you know, make more of those plays or make it a little bit easier on them. But for right now, yeah. you know, he's he's carrying the team. You know, tell you the truth, offensively, and you can't nobody, you know, you can't really say anything other than that. He's carrying the team right now. You know, period. The end. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to get into his film, which we'll do in a little bit. It's like hard to hold back right now because 
what he did versus Te- – and you were right about the Texans' offense too. I think they're actually – between the 20s and yardage gain and all that stuff, they're actually right up there with the, with the Chiefs and Rams. They just don't finish in the red zone um, as, well as, they, as well as they could. But, uh, right. yeah, don't, I have some interesting stats about him and how, far, how, how often he starts be- behind the you – know, he, he throws more passes in the NFL than anybody from third and 10 or fourth and 10 and longer. Um, yeah. So if you get this guy – an offensive line, some more weapons. You get him Le'Veon Bell, a new uh, offensive lineman or two, and then and another, you know, uh, receiver or two. Dude, listen, I'm not – he's not going to the Hall of Fame yet or anything like that. I'm not that crazy. But the way he's been playing with the talent around him, as young as he is, with the coaching around him too, is – it's really impressive. That that game was fa- just absolutely fantastic. But – uh. We'll get we'll talk about a little bit about the duds. Um, the duds, uh, the only one I really feel like strongly about are the first two. Uh, the third dud of the game that I gave was the coaching. Um, and we'll talk about it. I have some plays, but I just put. I don't think they. And this is kind of the same thing that they did a couple of years ago when they played the Texans, where they let the two biggest threats on their team dominate them. Hopkins had what ten? I put ten catches for 170 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Watt, they did double team him sometimes and and threw crack blocks and things like that. But he still had two sacks, two quarterback hits, two tackles for loss. Um, the 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 amount of of first down runs, you even heard it during the broadcast, which I don't really don't even care about the broadcast. But Nate Burleson's fantastic, by the way. I think he should yeah. he should, he like should rise up. He's definitely better than Booger McFarlane and freaking Jason Witten, who just step all over each other and sound terrible all the time and just throw out really false stats and things like that but uh yeah he he was good so I was listening I was definitely listening to him and they were confused about why the Jets were running the ball so much on first down just run after run after run after run on first down um and you think like okay well they ran the ball seven first downs in a row and I was telling people last week Marcus you you I don't know if you I'm sure you didn't listen you're busy but uh the amount of things that go into a game plan like okay on you know, they have coaches have plays from first and ten and longer to you know second and seven, the second and ten to second and five, the second and seven to all this literally every down and distance and every right. situation in the game. Okay, well they threw the ball to the right side versus this defense this many times this game, so they're bound to throw it to the left side. Like it's it's crazy the charting that goes on in the NFL. And I was explaining that to people. Mm-hmm. And you think like, okay, after 37,000 first down runs, the Jets would set up a play action maybe and, and try to you know expose the Texans defense bite up a little bit, but they didn't do that. So I gave them um, a little bit of a, of a, of a kind of like a ding there. Um, so I, I thought the coaching was okay in some aspects of this game, but in other aspects, like I said, with, with letting the two biggest players dominate you and then the first down runs, I didn't, I didn't love it. So I gave them the third out of the game. Yeah. And I, I can kind of go with that. Um, Problem with the Texans' offense is, is because you bring up Hopkins. Well, if you double, if you double, if you double Hopkins, mm-hmm. then you know you still have the tight end threat. And and um, I'm trying to remember the kid's name. He's from Mississippi State. Um, he's actually been having a pretty good year, you know, from a tight end perspective. And usually Houston, you know, they do a good job with their tight ends. And we know that the Jets, you know, from a linebacker standpoint, you know, they're you know, in passing situations, you know, there's somewhat of a liability. Um, unless you put Jamal Adams on the tight end, but now you take one of your run defenders out of the box. So now, okay, even though you're doubling, you're doubling Nuke, uh, you probably got the tight end locked up. Okay, now you got to worry about Lamar Miller in the screen game. And, I mean, it's yeah. just – it's really kind of like a pick your poison, like, okay, like where are we going to go? You know, and I always use the basketball analogy, um, <clears throat> you know, for instance, you know, back in the day, 
when got when teams would play like Kobe or they play like Mike, like okay, we we let Kobe and Mike score like seventy, but if we win seventy five seventy, then okay, yeah. you know, yeah. you just don't, you, you make everybody else beat you. So I think that may have been the approach that that the Jets were trying to take, just because of the talent that Houston does possess on on offense. So I can, I mean, I can kind of see that, but you still on the takeaway, if anything, I take my chances with the tight end and the running back. I'm doubling Hopkins all day. That's just me personally. That's what, that's <laughs> what Bill Belichick does. You know, it's like, I, yeah. I, I get, I get like the, the second and third, but Miller went out early in this game too. Yeah. Um, the tight end, he's, I, I forget what his name is too, but he's, he's okay. But I, like I said, I'd rather have him beat us than, than right. Hopkins. And even if you are just going to play single up on Hopkins, why is Claiborne on Hopkins more than Tremaine Johnson? I, I just, so even if like, but like Belichick will do, and we all know this. Okay, we'll we'll bracket him or throw cones at him, cone coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll they'll take the the two cornerback and a free and, and the safety and double them, and then let the one lock up the two. But the Jets weren't coning him or bracketing him and throwing just just the two versus their their one in just straight up man. So I didn't I didn't really understand the game plan to a certain extent. But um, like I said, I. I, I but then also again they also schemed some things some good things up for Donald even though Donald just made plays by himself so they were it, it it wasn't too too bad but I still gave it a ding um the the second thing was and I'm not even going to um what is it called like I'm not going to talk about it really like too much because we've just talked about it so much this year that it's kind of like almost overkill at this point but the run blocking this game was was terrible uh, I didn't even put the stats down. I think they averaged like two – I think it's 2.9 yards per carry this game. And McGuire actually played pretty well. Um, but they just got absolutely dominated this game. And, you know, this is this is one of the – I literally put one play um, of this. And you see uh, you see uh, Winters right here with you – get you get to the club and then the arm over. Uh, people, Some people call that a swim. I, I differentiate a little bit with swims. I – I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but this is, I call this a club arm over. Uh, swim is a little bit different to me, mm-hmm. uh, but Winters just gets crapped on right here uh, by Clowney. And then McGuire has no chance. And this is what we saw a lot of uh, this game. I don't know what you see this play. I think, I think Winters is base looks a little bit wide and is pretty flat footed and almost, he looks like a du- he ducks his head into the box. So that doesn't help either. Yeah. Um, but this is what it looked like a lot of the game in the running game. Yeah. I mean, but this, I mean, but this is what Houston does. You know, they take Clowney, they move him all over the place, and mm-hmm. and he's and he gets free reign to shoot whatever gap, you know, that that he feels like he can get through. And and I mean, on that, it's tough. I mean, Winters, you know, the only thing he can do is really slow down, keep his head up, you know, and see where Clowney's going, and maybe he can, you know, he can seal that block off, uh, you know, because everywhere else, actually, they're not too bad, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know, if he gets to seal that block off. Uh, there's a block on 41. I don't. I think he's a safety. Uh, coming down, but um, you know, potentially a hole there. You know, stick his foot in the ground and and get upfield. But, but um, again, like you said, it's just going back to you know little things. You know, regards to like technique. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of what gets him in trouble. You know, ducks his head. He's leaning forward mm-hmm. as opposed to being you know having his hips underneath him, being able to move laterally. Uh, even if Clowney makes that move, you know, just you know, get your hand up. He can't even stick his hand up. You know, in in Clowney's chest or get a paw up to slow him down. You know, because he's so off balance. But yeah. You know, it's, you know, this is this happens all year. You know, with 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 this just offensive line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this is like, and I understand it's Clowney, and that's why Clowney's super versatile too. It's, a, I'm, I'm, I hope they don't resign him, and the Jets can sign him. I doubt it. They're they're most likely going to resign him. But yeah, that that's the big problem with this is the ducking of the head and leaning because he's so far off balance so that club really throws him off. He's not able to just, you know, uh, flip his hips and even try to just push him out 
um, or, or kind of like seal him to the backside or let McGuire, you know, pick his gap. So he gets beat so cleanly that he just has no shots to, to recover. Um, and you see the rest of the play is, is blocked pretty well, but yeah. just that one piece of it, especially coming from the interior, shooting that, that uh, backside B gap is just, it's a killer. So, um, but we saw a lot of this this game, and that's just a problem. It's, it's a problem with the Texans defense having guys like uh, Merciless and McKinney and Watt and Clowney. They had they have they have talent, so it's hard to stop that. But um, moving on because I'm not gonna I don't want to do a ton of run plays because we have so much other film to talk about. Um, <laughs> if you're looking at the uh, the cues, Marcus, you see there's a lot of Claiborne that I have to talk about. <laughs> which is talking about the same stuff every week, but it just I we talk about secondary. That's just you were you were defensive back. I that's my favorite position to break down. That's what I was in in, in high school in those elite levels of high school football. <laughs> so I love to talk <laughs> about it. And uh I literally put uh, the first play I watched like I hate hate watching uh Claiborne and this is to cover three look. Um and it's the same thing we've been seeing. He's on the bottom of the screen right here and it's the same thing we've been seeing the pretty much the entire season uh he automatically is in that in that bail he flips his hips like he's almost like almost in position to full sprint looking back at the quarterback and guess what he has no chance against hopkins who's going to cut down to that first down marker uh hopkins makes an easy catch and he and he he runs for the first down um but they're basically he's conceding the first down uh on almost every single play when you flip your hips like this you're looking into the quarterback you're never going to be able to to keep up with the receiver like that yeah, I mean, you're not. I mean, that's that's why I don't like hips to the sideline. And he's staring at the quarterback. You, you have no idea. And we say this every week. You have no idea where the wide receiver is. And I always bring up the point because <clears throat> most of the time when he's doing this, they're running go routes or running posts or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, you know, the guy's going to snap it off. It's going to be a deep out or a deep curl or something at some point, and you're never going to get there. I mean, he never does. I mean, he. I mean, we, we've got two weeks left in the season. He still hadn't gotten there. No. It's, think, uh... think, of, think of all the plays that you run – you know, that he's, have, you know, had to cover defensively and we're two weeks in and you still haven't gotten there, then obviously you're not going to get there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this is last year in green and white. I, the stats and pro football focus and all this stuff say he's better than he really is. Uh, me and you aren't a huge fan uh, of him. Even, like, on, on this play, which you see at the end here, I don't know if he's clapping in, in anger or he's, like, kind of, like, showing off here. Um, but he did not force this miss. It was Hopkins who – I mean, it was it – was, it was uh, Watson who I don't know why he didn't plan step through his throw right there. I guess there's a little bit of pressure, but I don't I don't love that uh, the footwork from him. I don't think he needed to do that. He right. missed the throw here on the dig, but Claiborne, look at that look at that jam. So um, he's yeah. looking high, he jumps outside. Thomas gets easily the inside because he falls for that hesitation right there. So he's, he's looking high. Um, exactly. Gives him the inside, and this should be an com- easy completion. But it's uh, Watson misses it, and then it looks like a good play from Claiborne, even though it's not. Yeah, that's not a good play from Claymore. That's a bad pass because DT is open, you know, on this play. Like you said, he's looking high at Demaris' upper body as opposed to looking at his hips. That's why he jumps outside immediately. And, you know, he gets, you know, he's off on the jam. I mean, here's the thing. He needs to play more head up. He can't play – you can't play all the way inside just because of the split, obviously. Um, Because, you know, when you're in this position and you're pressed – that's why I don't like to press this close to the, you know, to the LOS because you're gonna be you're gonna be chasing regardless. So you might as well mm-hmm. back up, you know, a few yards and get ready to chase, you know, or, or get ready for the inside route, you know, anyway, as opposed to doing that. Because here's the thing, if DT keeps running, if if this is a, you know, more like a drag route or a deep end as opposed to like a skinny, 
you know, that, I mean, that's, you know, how can, you know, Deshaun Watson makes a good throw, you know, that's a catch, you know, mm-hmm. all day. So, you know, he's got to be more patient at the line, but his technique's been off all year. So, you know, I don't know if you know anybody at Pro Football Focus, but <laughs> you need to tell him to watch the whole damn film. No. Uh, <laughs> I've had issues with them before. Uh, not like issues, but like I, I'm pretty sure they don't like me because I've called them out a few times. They try to come back at me. And I'm like, dude, you, there's just no way like that your stats are correct with, with – certain things. I don't, I don't, I'm not a stats guy. Everybody, everybody knows this. He's on the top of the screen right here too. Uh, but stats. So that's an incompletion that goes down as Claiborne. Ain't, oh, well his, his passer complete or his passer rating against him is 52. Okay. Well, was that, was that, is that because of Claiborne? Or is that because Watson just missed that throw? You know, exactly. so uh, who ca- stats are so overrated. Um, there's actually an article out there. I want to read something about one of the defensive corners in the NFL or NFC executive, whatever it is talking about stats that actually matter. I kind of want to read and you know, see what he's talking about, but, uh, Claiborne's on the top of the screen right here. Um, looks to be cover four. Um, eight guys in in protection. All right. Can we go, go back to the beginning? I'm trying to see what they're truly in because if you look at it, all right, the linebacker drops back to the flat. I don't, I don't know what they're playing. Because it, it, it's, it's a little bit weird on the bottom, too, where you have Tremaine Johnson right. who's not really matching that vertical. Or he's not even really in position to match a vertical stem right there from a – whoever that receiver is uh, outside the number one um, on the bottom. So um, it is zone, but it's zone. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Cause to me, I, I don't know what that is. Cause if I see, if I see a linebacker running out to the flat, then automatically I'm thinking some form of three. Um, Cause there's, and plus there's nobody out here. So why else would the, would the, would the linebacker be running out here? I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> it looks all effed up. I don't know what this is. I honestly don't know what this is. I mean, I, I would agree with you that it looks like quarters initially, <clears throat> looking at the two safeties, because um, I think it's Jamal at the bottom. He's taking cover, s- cover six or just man on the top with Claiborne? I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be. I don't know. And I don't know if this is their way of trying to, you know, have like a three-way versus, you know, versus Hopkins. And if they are, then Claiborne screws this up too because you got a linebacker <laughs> underneath. The safety's sitting in there waiting on the inside route like he's supposed to, but Claiborne's so busy trying to press him that if he does run a seven, I mean he gets back, but he's he's so he he you know he gets out of whack initially, and so he's panicking to try to scramble back, and Luke just comes mm-hmm. back and breaks underneath. I mean I, I don't know what this is. Uh, he told me I was with you. You know, and this is one of those plays where, like, it looks like just for Claiborne's sake, it looks like okay, this is a great play by Claiborne because on the broadcast you see you you just see like I'm cutting off of my hand, but like you don't see you don't see Claiborne in the secondary. What you see is the throw, and then you see Claiborne coming and pass deflection. Oh my god, that's a great play, which it was a good pass deflection there, yeah, arm in there. But he he got beat pretty easily right here. Like he can throw the ball now, 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 right. now, now, now. He throws the ball a little bit late, so he has time to make up for this. But he was beat here. Um, because he's overcompensating, trying to get vertical, because he he gets beat at the line of scrimmage, so he overruns it, and Hopkins just cuts back. Yep. Um, so yeah, I don't. It's it's just. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I have a couple more plays of uh, of, of Claiborne, and then we'll get into uh, a little bit el- a little bit of other stuff from the secondary, and then we'll talk about um, the good, which I I really do want to talk about the good. We're gonna get into it, trust me, because uh, it's um, fun fun to talk about Donald playing so well, but. Hopkins, this is the play where people – and I just – they didn't really have a better version of this. So, this was just uh, – I believe it was cover one. Uh, I know it, it was man coverage. I forget exactly what it was. 
Um, but he was responsible for Hopkins. They didn't really have a great view of it. Uh, but this is a play where he said he didn't hold Hopkins. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, if that's, if that's not holding, I don't know what that is. He, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, well, you know, terrible college is how I feed my family. Dude, like, one, he opens up his hips right away, which is not necessarily – that's not a good thing. So you're automatically giving – you're opening the gate and allowing him to, to take that outside. Um, and you're grabbing the back of his shoulder pad and jersey the entire time. What do you mean you're not holding him? Right. So I don't know why. And he, he actually pushes him far enough outside where he can, like, squeeze him to the sideline right here and keep running with him. I don't know why he's holding so much right there. Right. Um, so – that's as a holding. Yeah. That was third and four uh, towards the end of the game. They they picked up this first down. I believe they drove down for a touchdown on this drive. So, yeah, I mean that's I don't know why he, I don't know why he, did he say he he said he wasn't holding. He came out after he's probably gonna get fined by the NFL. He said, uh, yeah, on this play, he's like he he wasn't holding, and this is how he feeds his family. And the refs are gonna screw that up. Uh, how about you feed your family <laughs> by not holding? How about that? Because that's holding. <laughs> yeah, and you're a defensive back, so you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna be that's, hold, that's holding all day. I don't, I don't, with them, but damn, man, that's I don't know if, like I said, if that's not holding, I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't either. Yes, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, that's that's, I mean, that's what he does. He's gonna get fine. You know, yeah, you know, now nah, he they won't find him for that because he didn't say anything directly related to an official. They won't find him for that. You know, that was so. holding though. <laughs> yeah, and this is another one, Clay. I got I got one, I got two more plays. This is the second to last one of him. Um, yeah. What, what did I put as a defense? I don't. It's. It I don't know. Man, it looks like you're in man coverage. Why are you playing outside? Did he's playing outside, and and he's just in a shuffle technique, looking at the quarterback. Um, I look look at many times. It looks like at least it looks like to me. He's looking at the quarterback, and automatically, hey, just take the inside. You don't really have inside help short, and you're just giving away the out the inside catch for Hopkins, which turns into a uh, 10, 15, 20, 20 yard gain. So, yeah. Uh, just, right. <laughs> there's really no more explanation you need it's just the uh, nope. last one of him uh let's see um this is the play like i don't i didn't love the jets just manning up claiborne one-on-one like especially in the red zone right here and this is the the hopkins just made a the dude is absurd and I, I said last week I, I i don't know who the number one receiver in the, in the nfl is but i think if i had to go say right now i think hopkins might be the number one receiver in the nfl um yeah, i'd have to go with it He's absurd. I think it's him, then Brown, then Jones, probably for me. Yeah. Um, but Claiborne, let's let's uh, let's see what he does here. Well, one, he he's jumping inside really hard because he he looks like he's almost okay. He's expecting an in cut. He's gonna look towards the quarterback. That's what he's gonna try to do right there. I, I, at least that's what it looks like to me. So he hops outside, which allows Hopkins to have the outside. Um, and Claiborne's actually still in really good position. Yeah. Um, it's just a great, honestly, it's such a great play by, by Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's a hell of a catch. This is actually in bad coverage. Yeah, I said he's over top. He has, he has, both, he has both hands on. He's playing it with the, uh, he's playing with the arm he's supposed to. Um, Hopkins is just ridiculous. But here, here's, the thing that gets him in trouble is when, when they get, when the ball's in the air right here, don't worry about Hopkins. Now you're playing for the ball. And mm-hmm. we see this every weekend with a lot of defensive backs in the league. They're so worried about the man, you can feel where the guy is, especially this close to the sideline. Like, the, there's nowhere else for the guy to go unless, you know, he continues to run all the way through the end zone or he runs out of bounds. So you don't have to worry about touching the guy before you play the ball. You know, yeah. you establish your position. My, the way that we were taught is once you establish your position and you're a good coverage, uh, whether it's 
you know, slightly trailed, or even if you're playing on top, once the ball's in the air, then you're, you know, you're just as much of a receiver as the other guy is. So now you become the receiver and you establish your position. You don't worry about having, you know, you don't have to worry about having to feel where he is and, and, and get your hands on him, you know, to play the ball. You need to play the, you know, play the rock at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm laughing because I'm playing this plan and know you're asking to say about it. It's just crazy. What do you, this is, this was covered. What are you four. doing? This yeah. is cover four, and Tremaine Johnson passed. He passed it off to to Robert. This is definitely cover four. Uh, yeah, okay, and that's fine. But Roberts is looking the wrong way. <laughs> and then what are you looking at? Like, he's playing him like he's playing him squeezed to the sideline right now. I don't, I don't know. And he just gets lost. He has no idea. Like, uh, dude, can you explain this? Because he plays this literally the exact I, opposite of how you're supposed to play it. I can't. I can't explain it because if you're if you pass if you're passing this off, you've already got position. Yes. You know, you've already got inside position. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, I don't know. I don't understand. You're not deep enough. Number one, he's probably sitting flat footed. I don't know why, but um, now you're turning and you're looking for you're looking for the post. But because of your position and because Tremaine passed it off, all he's going to do is take it right up the seam on you. Mm-hmm. So now you need to, as opposed to turning looking inside. You need to turn in into Hopkins. Yeah, play through the receiver. And play through the receiver at this yeah. point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I can't this explain is, this one. This is why a fourth or fifth string corner <laughs> should not be playing safety. Maybe your third string safety and Terrence Brooks should be playing safety. I don't know. That's right. Crazy. If you got a safety, yeah. If you've got a safety, put the safety in. Yeah, they do. And I, I understand if it's Rontez Miles because Rontez Miles can't cover, but um, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't get it. This. So this play. This was just. I wanted to show this more. This isn't even really Tremaine. I'm not, I'm not going to kill Tremaine Johnson for this. This is Hopkins being the best receiver in the NFL. This was a f- just fantastic play um, by him. Little, he's, he's, the, he's a little like – he's a swipe right there. He holds the, the ground he has. He, ha- he holds that space with that left arm. Right there. See that extension? He holds that space to not let Tremaine Johnson get in. And then as the ball is coming, he switches hands to keep that, keep that distance. And then extends, you know, away from his body yeah. to catch that ball. That is absurdly good receiver play. So I'm not going to kill Johnson for this. That's just—is there really a way to defend that? I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could, um, he could, um, I mean, one stay a little bit more square while Hopkins is making his move. Yeah, right here. Yeah, just stay a little he bit. He opens more right away instead of hopping inside. Mm-hmm. Say he hops inside immediately, and he's already at a 45. Yep. I know you're establishing this opposition, but still a little bit more square. And even when Hopkins has his arm out, you got to knock that arm down. It's just like chopping the elbow. Yeah, you got to chop the elbow down. Yeah. So not so not only do you close that space when you knock the arm down, but you also slow Hopkins down while he's running. You know, once you once you knock the arm down. So when you knock the arm down, now you can get back in phase, and now you can get ready to play the ball. You know, when mm-hmm. he stops. So I mean, I mean, there's always little things that, like you said, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. kill him on this, but there's always little things that you can do you know, to try to help out. Oh, uh, you can watch every single rep and every single rep is not, there, there's very few reps from any corner who's perfect. Um, right. And this one, yeah, like you said, though, you need to chop, you need to chop that elbow and close that ground right there. Um, and then the, the, the thing he couldn't fix on, like you said, is that, is that is one, the, the two feet right there. So you're already, you're off balance right there. Um, it's not, it's not a killer like split, but it, it, it is a little bit. And then the opening of the gate right there. You don't want to just give Hopkins what he wants. He wants to go outside. You're giving him the outside. That you don't want to do that. You want to you want to disrupt that route stem, throw off the timing between him and the quarterback. Um, but like I said, I, Hopkins is man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a hell of a catch. Yeah, he's I mean, a good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he could play that better for sure. Like there's no that we just went over the things he could do better. But 
I'm just impressed by that guy. I talked about it last week. Number one receiver in the NFL to me. Um, so this is one of the problems I have with the coaching in the secondary. And I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm see what down and distance. It was. So I know it was third down, third and. I'm saying that 31 and the markers right there. So it was about it was it was about a, a you know a 10 yard third down right here. And my issue with this play is it's cover one. You're blitzing everybody who's not in coverage. Why is Sherman Johnson playing one seven yards off and then and then bailing like a bail shuffle at right. the snap of the ball when it's third down? You're blitzing. Isn't the idea, Marcus? I don't know. You tell me. You're the coach. Isn't the idea of of blitzing to get there fast? So if anything, you want your corners to be tighter because you need to get rid of the ball quicker if your play is executed well. So why are they playing off and bailing on third? One, it's third and ten, so that's bad already. And two, they're blitzing. I don't get it. <clears throat> yeah, if I mean you can blitz on 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 long, you know, on longer yardage, you know, downs. I think yeah, this is sure. first down. Is this the first? I think the stick says first down. But I mean, either way. No, no, it's um. Oh wow, it is okay. So I screwed up there. Um, okay, no, yeah, so, it no. so sorry, it wasn't third down. I, I like I said, I screwed up. Good, good call by you. But blitzing. Um, I mean, but either, and playing yeah, off. either way, yeah. Either way, if you're blitzing though, and you're playing man on the outside, you want the coverage to be as tight as possible. So in this case, like at the top, Claiborne presses and actually does a pretty good job. You know, mm-hmm. the happens comes back. <clears throat> um, you still minimize the game, but here. You're playing, yeah, like you said, he's playing off at seven. He's shuffling, 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 and bailing. I mean, you're giving him 10 yards, and then you mm-hmm. miss the tackle on top of that. You know, see, and that people don't realize this all works together because your hips are turned to the sideline. You're looking at the quarterback, trying to see the throw. Now you're trying to relocate the receiver, and you're trying to come up and make the tackle while you're doing it at the same time, and that's why you missed the tackle. If anything, just square up and get in, and get in a slow pedal, and if he comes back on, you know, when he makes the – his break to come back on the, the out route or the curl mm-hmm. route, whatever it is, then you can break back on it and make the tackle square because the guy's right in yep. front of you. But you can't you, you can't play man coverage staring at the quarterback, being trying to relocate. It's just everything happens too fast for you to do that. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah, like I said, my my bad for not uh, for not picking up it was first down. Um, but this- but you're right in in a blitz, especially on long yardage, you want to be as tight as you you know as tight as you can. So if you're blitzing I, and you're playing man coverage, if it's third and seven or more, exactly. you want to be you want to be as tight as you you know as you possibly can. Yeah, and that's yeah. the and that's the main point of it. If you're blitzing, the idea is to get there fast. So why why like shuffle and bail if you're expecting the team to get there quickly? Like you said, if anything, backpedal and just be and 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 don't take as long strides in your backpedal and be ready to to hit that T step and explode forward. If you're gonna play off like that but don't don't shuffle um when you know it's a blitz i don't i don't like that technique at all in that situation so they need to fix some of the technique things and like i said people been asking i don't know if it's coaching i don't know if it's the players i don't know if it's what the players are comfortable with it's hard to tell unless I'm, we're in that meeting room you know but right, it, right. is it 50 50 blame sure put it at 50 50 because i'm not sure who it is um at this point mark maybe you have better insight into that marcus who yeah. if you have, no i blame no i blame both because yeah. if i'm db coach and i'm watching this it's my job to correct the tech, you know, correct the guy's technique. And then on the other hand of that, it's up to the player to accept the coaching. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you're comfortable doing. Obviously what you're doing isn't working and it hasn't worked, you know, through 14 weeks. So you probably need to change up a little bit, you know, and I don't care if it's Jermaine Johnson and your $20 million contract or whatever the hell it is or whatever, if it's not working, it's just not working. So, so yeah, so the blame goes on both, you know, at this point. Yeah, and uh, you're seeing this play on the on the on the bottom right here. And this is what we talk about with uh, on the on the bottom right here with uh, it's uh, Demarius Thomas who catches this ball and he runs for you know a big catch because both the 
um, you know, the players who are dropping into those into those shallow zones are doing exactly what we talk about. They're covering grass. Uh, there's a guy split right between their zones. Well, it's it's screen and uh, looks to be Avery Williams right here. Neither of those guys pick up Thomas, who just runs like you call a snag. I call a snag. Um, yeah, and he just sitting right between them, and none of them are responsible for him. He catches the ball and splits them, at, or actually, he splits them, and then catches a ball for, you know, however many yards. Uh, I would say it's like a, a five, ten, fifteen, like twenty yard, twenty five yard play because they're just not aware in their zones. Yeah, the thing, <clears throat> the thing when you're that I like to coach, that I tell underneath guys, um, and I think this is Williams and Jamal Adams. I think I don't know who that is at the bottom on the outside. No, but, it's uh, it this uh, this is screen. This okay, is yeah. uh, Williamson. So yeah, so Williamson and, and screen. So the thing that I tell guys that are doing underneath coverage, if you've got a, a, a receiver, whether it be one guy or two guys, you know, come with you, it's more zone to man principles. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, yep. okay, so Williamson drops back. He sees where Demarius, you know, hooks up. When he, he hooks up, like go go ahead and take him, you know, and, and get on him. You know, don't yeah, just zone pattern here. matching. Right. Don't cover grass and now you stand at the quarterback because neither one of you know where know where the receiver is. Yes, you can see him a little bit peripherally, but you still don't know where he is. <laughs> and yeah, and they're staring at Watson and Watson's just kinda, you know, doing his thing or whatever and Demaris hooks up and then he takes off, you know, once Watson takes off. So now they're staring at Watson and he's gone. So that's why yeah. you know, that's why, you know, I that's why I te- you know, I teach it like that as well. But and no, where's the free threat or the crosser that they're so concerned yeah, about? You know, there's it's not there's not one. Exactly. So, yes, there's not one. So if you're looking around and you're reading the concepts like you're supposed to be and reading the patterns, then you would see that then somebody could jump on a snag. But you can't cover grass in his own coverage. It's it's just you know it's too hard. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and getting into the next part is the studs, which I'm excited to talk about the studs because like I said, there was bad from this game. I would say mostly the secondary was was the bad portion of it. Um, but there was also some studs. Uh, Robbie Anderson's my third stud. Uh, most of his plays are with Sam Darnold, so I'll, I'll show Darnold, who obviously is one of the studs. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm, uh, you know, giving anything away there. <laughs> um, but Robbie Anderson, seven receptions, 96 yards, one touchdown. Played really, really well. Um, was really in sync with Darnold. They have really good chemistry. You can see it during the game with Darnold pointing to where to go. Uh, Anderson knowing where Darnold wants, to, where he's running, uh, how to get open. And he's throwing touchdowns to him. He did have that one killer drop at the end of the game. But overall, uh, I'm going to give him my third stud. My second stud is the other Anderson. And maybe I almost like kind of reverse it because uh, Henry Anderson did have three sacks, uh, four quarterback hits. You watch the some of the plays, and they were a lot of coverage sacks. But still, it, it still is three sacks. I'll give him credit for that. Um, so, But looking at some of his plays, and this is actually one of his better plays. I think this is probably his best play. This wasn't even a sack. Um, but the Texans just in, inside inside handoff calling you know, a tight zone, um, and Anderson right here in in the interior he's a uh, he's a three tech nice anchor you uh, you could see you could see him kind of turn his body and and drop his drop his anchor right there with uh, that that right leg right there so mm-hmm. you're you're lessening your body and you're throwing all your weight down to the ground so like kind of trying to like move dead weight that's 300 pounds which is not easy so right. nice anchor there. Um, then he scrapes down the line of scrimmage and, and gets the tackle. So nice job by him there. And I also like the job of uh, Neville Hewitt right here too, as the as the linebacker, uh, right. to just attack that hole aggressively, take on sixty four, blow him up, and then get on the tackle too. So good play by both those guys. Yeah, that is a good play by both of them. Like you said, <clears throat> Anderson does a good job anchoring down mm-hmm. Neville, and I like the way that Neville attacks the play. So now he doesn't give the guard a chance to get up to the second level and get on top of him. Yeah, you know, 
which is good. And and that's the thing that a lot of linebackers get caught doing. Uh, you gotta when once you see the play, you got and you see the you know, and that's your gap. You gotta attack the gap as fast as you can, so the lineman doesn't get on. You know, doesn't have a chance to get get it to you on the second level. But that's you know that's a good play by both of those guys. Speaking speaking of getting caught, <laughs> you didn't talk about uh you weren't here last week, so you didn't get to talk about the lease suspension. Um, and Hewitt has been playing really, really well um, in, in place of him. Now, he had some issues in coverage for sure, and it showed up a lot more last week. Um, but people don't understand uh, with the NFL, at least know that I, the, the way that I know that it works is you don't get – and he got suspended for – it wasn't it – wasn't, uh, what is it called? It, it's not – sorry, it wasn't PED, so it wasn't taking steroids or anything like that. It was drug-related. They didn't say if it was weed or anything more extensive than that because he deleted his Twitter – his, his mom, who's like his agent, deleted her Twitter. He hasn't said anything. Jets haven't said anything. So I don't know what it is. Regardless of what the drug is, one, it's stupid because you have a chance. You play for 10 years. You have all the money you need for the rest of your life if you're smart about it, one, or even five years. If you just live out that rookie contract, man, like you're making enough money for you and your family for the rest of their lives, for the, or for the rest of your life at least. Um, so don't be stupid. And you, you don't get cracked the first time. So let's just say it's weed. You don't just get suspended the first time they catch you. From what right. I understand, Marcus, it's, okay, they test you once, you fail, then you just get tested more frequently. You, you can fail, I believe it's the second time as well, the third time you get suspended. Right. Um, so it's not like he just got caught once, okay, it's a mistake. Okay, you get caught twice, okay, that's really dumb. Three times, though, like, what are you doing? I don't know if that's how it worked when you played, but that's how I know it to be. But I know it's at least the first time you do not get you – don't, you don't get popped, you don't get suspended for the first time. Yeah, no, it's, they, usually give you, they usually give you the first chance they kind of give it to you. Especially if it's like PED related, they, you know, you know, or anything, they they let you pass on the first one, and then mm-hmm. the second, you know, then they start testing you a little bit more frequently. Second time for sure, um, and then third time, yeah, that's when you get suspended, you know, most definitely. So yeah. I don't know what what it was for. Like you said, they haven't come out and said it, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're three times in, you know, something like that, you know, you got to be more mindful of, you know, if you're taking something or smoking weed or doing any of that stuff. I mean, you, I mean, you can't do it. I mean, but they do, I mean, they do give you, you know, a couple of chances before that. So, and it's not like, and it's not like it's like a strict thing where they're testing every week. Players have come out and said before that like whatever month it is, like January to April, they don't test you like at all. So you can, you can just get high and do whatever you want for three, four months. And then the rest of the month of the year, just chill out. Like it's, and and players know when they're on a test for the most part um, for that. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, they do. Some, some of it's gotten a little, a little diluted just because of like certain guys, for example, like Eric Reed. Eric Reed's been tested. Yeah, and like Darius Leonard, did you see that too? I'm like, what the fudge, dude? Like seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and they and they do. You know, sometimes there are certain guys. And I don't want to say that they're necessarily picking on them, but there are certain guys that that they're testing like quite a bit. You know. Yeah. Well, they, Darius Leonard came out and said too. Like he, he was like he like took a snapshot or whatever, and he was like. He's like third good game in a row. He's like third test I'm getting. He's like, what the hell? Right. And so, but um, okay. So this play, uh, this is Anderson. This is one of Anderson's sacks, and I don't think it was a sack. Um, this is almost like so you have you have Buster Screen on Hopkins. This looks like I would say it's like a cone coverage to me, where if Hopkins cuts inside, you're gonna have you're gonna have Roberts come down on him, yeah, and then and then Screen better. replaces his zone. Right. Um. Now for for cone for people who don't know like so let's just say Hopkins let's like take like take, like take the three things that he could do if he was to cut outside uh screen just takes him in and then and then uh you have basically Roberts is is he's playing free then right. um if he, if he cuts vertical then it's basically a double team if he cuts inside then it's you have screen replace Roberts Roberts comes down 
Right. Um, so it's basically that's unless you want to give like a better that's that's what I know it to be as cone. Uh, yeah, no, that's what it is. Yeah. So I mean, it it can either be a cone or, um, or you can slice it, you know, or cut it, you know, basically. So you know, especially if it's out in the field, and you, you know, you get those deep overs by the wide out, so the free safety takes him, you know, in the corner, the corner or the nickel, whoever it is, replaces. So it's yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And this, this is good coverage on Hopkins, actually. So there's really good coverage. Pretty much, pretty much everywhere here. Uh, from every every person is is pretty much locked up here. And then Henry Anderson does end up getting the the air quotes sack. I don't know why they call this so early here, but I was watching. I was like, thank God, um, yeah. because Anderson he grabs him, but Watson he, he can break out of this, which he does. Uh, right. Th- it's not like it's not like the whistle blew and Henry Anderson stopped. He broke Henry Anderson's tackle and scrambled up to the right. This should have been not a sack. So like, you can say it's a sack for him on the stat sheet, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, and that's that's kind of the problem with with them protecting these quarterbacks so much because you're gonna have several plays that are like this, and guys have come out and said, you know, it, this this time it worked out, you know, in the defense, you know, in, in the defense's favor. But there have been plenty of other times where guys are either coming in for the sack and they have the guy and they let up on him and the play's still going. Uh, that's happened, you know, several times this, you know, this year with, with a lot of different teams. So mm-hmm. they need to figure this out and get a better gauge of, you know, what's a sack and what's not a sack. I mean, I get protecting the quarterbacks, but, dude, they're wearing pass too. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I get it, but, you know, it's already – everything's already offensively favored already, you know, just, you know, give them, you know, give the defense a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Um, and this play, this is not one of his sacks. This was the same. They, they run this, like this stunt uh, type blitz. Uh, we talked about this. Like, I think it was, with, it wasn't last week. It was actually a couple of weeks ago. So I remember talking about with you where they, they had that zero tech. They wanted zero to pull the center and right. then they run a stunt. Uh, uh, what is this? This is a uh, ET stunt. And um, you have the ET stunt actually doesn't work, but you have, Anderson working versus the uh, the left guard, and he gets you know he gets good. one he's at he plays at a pretty low for a guy who's six six, so he gets lower than the the left guard. He gets that hand inside, he gets mm. almost like that fork with the with the right hand on the outside, or like a, almost like a Mr. Miyagi swipe uh, to to clear his chest, and then he keeps pushing. Um, and the Jets cover for long enough in the secondary where, again, you know, Watson steps up in the pocket, and because of that, uh, because of Lugu coming around on the ET stunt and uh, Anderson, you know, coming through that uh, that a gap, they he gets a sack. So, yeah, no, it's a good job using his hands. That's what I like the most out of this play. Yeah, good job of using his hands. Uh, leverage is good, <clears throat> and then once he you know has a chance to get off of him and make the sack, he does. You know, this, I mean, this is you know excellent work by by Henderson. I mean, I definitely yeah. I like I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more play, and then we're getting into the best part of the show, which is Mister Frickin' Sam Donald, which I'm excited to talk about this guy uh, for sure. So. Um, this is again. He's he's the he's the one. Um, this is more of a coverage sack too. You see how long it takes for Watson to to throw the ball. The only thing I'm really going to give Anderson here is is effort. Uh, there's really nothing too great about this. It's just him wanting it more than yeah. the offensive lineman, honestly. Um, so good sack by him. Uh, it's is there anything else really you want to touch on with this play other than it's it's effort? No, uh, no, no, it's a coverage sack. But yeah, I mean that's the one thing you can't coach is effort. I mean, mm-hmm. You got to keep you know. He does his job of, of fighting and fighting, and you know he finally gets the sack, so it pays off. It doesn't matter how you get him, as long as you get him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> best best part of this show, uh, Donald, is 
I have some things I want to just read off because uh, stats sometimes can back up some things. And obviously with like where they start off with the, with the ball and stuff like that, that's accurate stats. Um, so Darnold, uh, 24 for 38, 253 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. The Jets were nine for 17 on third down, which over 50%, I'll take that. Uh, I don't know what the league average is. Uh, three for four in the red zone, I'll also take that for sure. 75% in the red zone, I think, is pretty damn good. Um, in my opinion, like I wrote down, I think he clearly outplayed Watson, um, in, my, in my opinion at least. Uh, yeah. I think he looked a lot better. Um, you even had, you had Pats fans coming out and saying how good he looked and how dominant some of his drives were. You had J.J. Watt, who told him was a great player. Some other players were giving him a lot of props. Um, and I actually put it, and this is for the Donald versus Mayfield uh, comparison. And Mayfield, like I said, is older. Uh, just reading off some things, Donald has four games with a 95% pa- or 95-plus passer rating this season. Mayfield has six. But three of fours, Donald's came against teams with uh, top-half NFL defenses and DVOA. Uh, none of Mayfield's six games with a 95-passer rating did. Uh, and also in terms of DVOA, which I don't always love, but it's just like throwing some things out there. The Jets have have technically, in terms of that stat, played the hardest defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, the Jets entered the – and then another one, the Jets entered the, the game second worst in the NFL in avoiding runs of no gains or less on first and second down in the NFL. Uh, and then another one, no quarterback in the NFL has to make a higher portion of his plays from either third or fourth down with 10-plus yards to go at 13.3%. Uh, in the NFL, so it's the highest rate. And also this game, the Texans stuffed 32% of the Jets' run, uh, Jets' early down runs, which is worse than the Jets' you know uh, usual average. And the and another one, Donald, uh, this game had to make 14.6% of his plays, which is worse than 13 to 13.3% of the already average of uh, you know plays of more than 10 yards to go from third or fourth down. So they, he averages. 13.3% of his plays are from 10-plus yards to go at, on third and fourth down. This game was 14.6% of his plays. Uh, and just like just like kind of put into context how far he's – or how much he's starting off with, one, a bad running game on first and second down, and how often he's having to make 10-plus yard throws, which is not easy for any quarterback in the NFL on third and fourth down. So it's really impressive what he's doing. And this game was – he had to do that even more, and he still looked absolutely just incredible this game in my opinion. Um, the poise, the accuracy, the ice in the veins, the calmness and, and stressful situation, accuracy, the backyard football, grit, mobility, smarts, pocket awareness, just reading defenses, using his hips to throw off defenders. Uh, it was it was really, really encouraging. Uh, the, the bad situations he was put in with the run game, the penalties, drop passes, mixed extra points, and the Jets were still in this game. Uh, Marcus, I really don't think there's a, there's a game – uh, I don't think he could have done any more in this game to to show us that he's he's taking steps up to the next level and he's really going to be that quarterback that the Jets need. I, I just it was fantastic. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, this was like I said, I I don't like that he's running for his life, you know, on almost every play. But the fact that he can, you know, with the talent or the lack of talent, I should say mm-hmm. that he has around him and for him to play as well as he's been playing, uh, you know, I think. You know, I think him being picked, you know, as as a franchise quarterback, you know, you know, I think you know this, you know, this is another game that solidified that pick. Yeah, you know, for sure. So he's uh, twenty one. Yeah, crazy. moving on into the future, whoever the OC is, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know who that's going to be, but you know, you know, I'm I'm sure they're going to be happy to work with Donald. <laughs> the only the only thing I don't like about that is now yeah. got to learn new offense, which you know you yeah. don't want to, you know, and I think he's smart enough to handle it, but I don't want it to be where he's 
having to learn a new offense like every couple of years or like every other year or something like that. You know, that's, you know, that's the downfall, you know, that's setting anybody up for failure, you know, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I'm hoping that this next offense is not like a Derek Carr situation where he has like three offensive corners in four years. Uh, you want him to be in the same offense so he can really master it because he looks really comfortable in this offense. The last play I showed was literally just a scramble of him. Um, but he wasn't using his legs early in the year where he would he would scramble and get first downs if he saw it. But that, that last play I showed, there's really nothing to break down. But he sees the first down um, open up and he just runs and he looked really comfortable this game. This, this is one of the, there's only like two or three plays. I did not love his decision. This is, is one of them. Um, and he actually puts the ball in really good location and Robbie Anderson's almost able to catch it, but he, it looks like he trips over, um, number 43's leg right here at the end. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, Cause they both trip. Um, but he's throwing a, a, a look, it's either a post or a skinny post. I can't, it, I would say it's more like a skinny post. Doesn't really look like he even breaks that hash. It's almost more of like a seam route, actually. It's like a, it's right. a seam route. Um, and he puts the ball in great location. If, you, if I fast forward here, you'll see where the ball ends up. So Robbie Anderson, if he doesn't trip, I would like this because because if you look at Matthew, Matthew is lost right here. Uh, <laughs> he is, yeah. But if Robbie Anderson was to jump up and attack the ball, maybe it could be pass interference where he trips. But it's great location. Don't love throwing the ball. Um, on first down, actually, sorry, uh, third down, um, with double coverage. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the decision. The out route's open. At the, I think it's at the top. Uh, I actually remember this play. Um, yeah, that route's open. So, so you know, I mean, just you know, live the fight another day. You know, get the first down and, and keep it moving. I mean, if anything, I take my chances down here with the tight end versus uh, versus the linebacker at the top as well. You know. Um, you know, at least you 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 know give yourself an opportunity to get the first down, but but you know don't you know don't throw it in a double coverage, especially on third and seven or second and seven. Yeah, second, second two, yeah. yeah, so you know you know at least give yourself a chance to you know be in a manageable third, more manageable third down position. Uh, even though the location is great, you know, and Robbie could have done a little bit more mm-hmm. misbalance, you know, going for the rock because the ball is actually you know it's a good fifty fifty ball is you know what this turns out to be. Uh, like just like 33, see, 33, 33 ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like to see a little bit of decision from Darnold on that one. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's very few decisions that I did not like in this game. The first down that, that run I showed was great. This was like a weird concept. They had like, they had like two, like, like stick routes. Then you had, uh, McGuire on just like a check down. And then you had, um, curse on the top right here. He runs a D he runs a flag and they have Anderson on the scene. It was just kind of like a weirder concept, but great location, just not the best decision on second and seven. Um, but he trusts Anderson. They're really having that – they're getting that chemistry now. Um, moving on to, to the next one, there's – like I said, there's not many other bad ones that I have from him because the game was awesome. Uh, as a Jets fan, you know, waiting for a quarterback for my entire life for the most part, this was just really, really exciting. Um, let's see what this one is. because, I, Like I said, there's a good amount of Donald plays we have. Yeah, so this one, um, it doesn't look fantastic, but this – I just start running down the, the downs and distances. Um, but I like that he – from what I see, you see him reading the defense and, and scanning it uh, pre-snap, and he, I think he recognizes that it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a man look, and yep. he knows that Robbie Anderson's isolated on the backside right here, and he just knows he's going to be open because when he snaps the ball, I looked at it in the other view – he snaps the ball. He just looks to the middle, middle of the field, and then he just as soon as he looks at Anderson, he just he fires the ball because he sees the corner playing off so far. Boom, easy first down. Yeah, no, that's a good job reading. I mean, even though the safety is supposed to be trying to get out to the flat a little bit late, I mean he's covering the back, but the back doesn't do anything. But yeah. just a slight little look inside holds everybody in mm-hmm. the middle. 
So now it gives him more room to get the ball out to, you know, out to Robert Anderson. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's no, that's a good job by him, reading the defense, knowing who has the one-on-one coverage and taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just isolating that, you know, you see it's, it's going to be open pre-snap, post-snap, he checks it real quick, fires the ball in there, nice location, and it's an easy first down. It's things that, um, you know, that you, that, you, that you need to do as a quarterback. Uh, this play was another, another good one. Uh, we have Robbie Anderson, and he throws the ball. It's 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 like a it's like a post corner, um, and he throws the ball before Robbie Anderson really starts cutting on that on that corner portion of the route. Um, so that's a good thing, and I like the little subtle step up in the pocket right here too, where he, he notices that pressure coming off the left edge. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of panicking, he just steps up a little bit, fires the ball in there, uh, perfect location again. So, yeah, no, that was <clears throat> like you said, that was a good job. I like. I like that he moved up in the pocket and he just take off and started running. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's still downfield. He feels, the, you know, he feels the pressure around him, you know, just you know, one or two steps up, you know, into the pocket and, and lets the ball go. So, I mean, and that right there shows, you know, it goes back to what you're saying, you know, he and Robert Anderson are developing some kind of chemistry because the fact that he's throwing, you know, he's throwing the ball out there before Robert comes out of his break, you know, lets you know that he trusts where, where Robert Anderson is going to be and that he's going to be open, you know, when mm-hmm. he comes out, comes out his break. So I definitely, definitely like this play. Yeah. And that's a, that looks like it's a, it's a rocket too. That's, that gets there pretty, pretty quickly. So um, next play uh, of, of him, this is a, I, I put this as, as great or whatever, like almost play. He almost made this play, but I guess it wasn't a completion. Um, okay. Yeah. So that might've been an illegal block in the back on, on Watt right there, but regardless, uh, <laughs> you have, you have uh Donald, who scrambles out to, to the right south, it looks like it was it was designed, um, and he gets away from Watt, which is which is good, even though it might be a legal block in the back. Plants avoids, and I like this a little, little like pump. I'm not sure if he's pumping him or, or he's actually going to throw this ball, but he sees 51 right there, pulls the ball down, dips to the shoulder, gets away from him. Uh, is he knows he's about to get hit? He's feeling the pressure, gets hit by Watt, throws a ball that is. Let me move my screen so I could see it. Um, it's it's to uh, Rob Anderson, and it hits him in the hands. Look, you see it hits in both hands, and Rob Anderson drops it. So, with all that, they can still get that ball there floating right there. I like that, and reading the defense, keeping your eyes downfield, I thought that was an amazing play by him. It just wasn't a completion. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't a completion. It's tough, though. The only thing you got to be careful with is, you know, throwing the ball across your body back yeah, to the middle. too risky. Yeah, you can't be too risky with that. You know, if anything <laughs> – you know, try to throw it away, or I don't know who this is that comes into the frame, you know, late down here at the bottom. Um, I think 20s read. Or... I think it may have been too deep. You know, if anything, if you, if, you, if you don't have room to run, you know, just throw it away, you know, <laughs> in this instance, yeah, because that could have turned into anything. I know Robbie mm-hmm. gets his hands on it, but you just got to be a little bit more careful throwing throwing across the body, you know, and doing those kind of things because that, you know, more more times than not, that'll get you in trouble. Yeah, that was uh, he was feeling himself for sure this game. That was almost a crazy play, but like I said, you don't want, you want to be a little bit more conservative. Um, this play, it's like a simple, it's like a, it's a smash concept from the Jets. And people said, you know, oh, he he missed this throw, which again, there's pressure coming in his face from the uh, what looks like the, the eventual B gap. Delivers a ball to to uh, one. He's he's reading the defense. He knows it's he at this point he knows it's uh, at least man on the outside right there, and he delivers a ball to. Um, Roberts, that's pretty much perfect. It, it, it could be a little bit shorter, but it hits it hits him in the hand right there. So maybe a tiny bit off, but a good decision to to recognize this. And I think I think with Roberts, I think the route could have been a little bit better um, for me personally. What I see is like, I, I like to see him press a little bit more vertically. Um, 
up the field and inside first because the corners are opening his hips up there. So he clearly doesn't want to get beat inside. I think he right. cuts back too soon, which creates that contact where it kind of throws off the timing with Donald. Um, but I thought this was a good play from Donald. I, they dinged him for this, but I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. I, I, I mean, personally, this needs to be a catch. I like the ball yeah. placement. I mean, and, you know, maybe I'm too old school, but it's like you get your hands on it, you got to catch it. Just, <laughs> especially yeah. if you're wide out. It's yeah, on so. a fingertip. He gets a full palm on that. Yeah, so you know you gotta. He's got to bring that in. I, I I can't blame Donald at all for this. I mean, mm-hmm. makes the right read. You know, I think it's a good ball. You just gotta you gotta stretch out a little bit more and make that catch. You know, yeah, so I, I, a couple plays on him, but yeah, a couple plays in a row here of <laughs> of the uh, of the this is a drive, and all these plays are like consecutive plays um, right before the first half ended. So this is this is like a, the two minute drive of Donald. Uh, which was this is just the wheels that I that I that I put, but this is third and three. Again, drops back, reads that there's nothing to to, to uh, or nowhere to throw the ball. Sees the opening for the first down, and he's showing some wheels running right away from some defensive backs, and he, he picks up the first down. So you gotta you gotta like a quarterback who's mobile because then you're gonna start throwing spies into there. You have right. to be a little bit more um, heady of where he is, and it opens up the offense. So you like to see this for sure too. Yeah, definitely a good job, and. and- you know, Kareem Kareem Jackson takes a bad angle coming up trying to tackle him, yep. and Donald takes it. You know, I runs him to the sideline and picks up the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is a good thing about having a mobile quarterback. You can do that. You can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So next uh, play, like I said, I do have a decent amount of Donald, and after that, I think we're pretty much done with the uh, with the, with the film for the most part. So this play, uh, let's let's let it play. Actually, there's a so there's a lot of plays from this game that I thought were uh, pretty pretty damn good. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So this play, um, again, man, he drops back. He's running for his life a little bit. The pocket collapsing. He rolls out to the <laughs> left. Uh, he knows he's about to get hit. He knows there's pressure in his face. And he, he pumps to, to Herndon right here. Um, and, and then Herndon breaks free, which is good, good job by Herndon to, to feel the soft spot in the zone right there. But Donald, mm-hmm. gets, he gets hit hard. He knows he's about to get hit. And just a, another beautiful play by him, not panicking, not throwing the ball too early, waiting for the open space to come to, to, uh, to come open with Herndon or Herndon to go into the open space and delivers a strike uh, with the pressure in his face. Yeah, I mean, he's – I don't think – I mean, I don't think he's throwing the ball to Herndon. I think he's throwing it to – who's the wide out down here on the bottom? Uh, that is uh, – oh, yeah, actually, you might be, you might be right I think, there. I think uh, that's Andre who Roberts. Throw, yeah, I think that's who – yeah, I think he's trying to throw it to Roberts. The best thing I like about this play is – once he starts scrambling and he's running to his life, he squares his body up to make sure that he can get the that he gets a you know an accurate throw. If you see right there, even with the pump, you know he still squares up to make sure he gets his body around so he can make a more accurate throw. That's so to me that's the, the favorite you know the best mm-hmm. part of the play. You know when he's doing that because a lot of QBs don't do that. They're you know trying to throw you know and everybody can't throw like Pat Mahomes or even like Aaron Rodgers where you're just throwing the ball from wherever. But he does a good job of squaring up and, and delivering a good ball. Especially with especially with uh, pressure in his face as as well yeah. too, you know. Um, and again, like this isn't like it's this wasn't like okay, a crazy big player or anything like this. And I just would I just would like the smoothness. Like he he recognizes Watt, who I don't know why Winters is trying to block Watt with one hand. Like was he gonna push him out of the pocket with one hand? He only throws it one hand right there, so he gets the uh, the club with the with the arm over, or actually more like the the uh, swipe with the arm over, or chop with the arm over. Uh, he feels that pressure. He steps up in the pocket runs to the open area knows he's about to get hit um again with the pressure in his face and 
just finds his receiver open in the flat. Like it's not that's that's a good play. It doesn't look like a good play, but that's a good play right. to to know where your to your uh, your checkdowns are to know where everybody is and delivering right. the ball, the pocket mobility. That's I like that play. No, it is a good play. I mean, because it's it, like you said, it's not like a splash play or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, he steps up, avoids pressure, dumps the ball off, and you know, you you pick up positive yards. Yeah. So, so as small as that may be, you know, it still turned out to be a you know a positive game. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was there. There was a lot of this this game. We're showing a lot of it because it was it's important, obviously, for Jets fans to to learn about Donald and see what he did this game. Um, and again, this play they actually show a little bit. They're showing like a cover four um, or maybe like a, like a soft cover two. And then you have this safety right here who looks like he's a, you know, like going to be like a deep fourth. Um, he rotates. They're, they're, in a, they're rotating to like a cover two, a, a cover two look right here. And Donald is, he reads this. It's not a normal look. It's not a normal cover two. They rotate into a normal cover two um, or for the most part, a normal cover two, even though the, the, the one corner drops. So it's a little bit different. It's like a cover three cloud almost. I, or sorry, a right. cover two cloud type of look. Um, Donald recognizes it, sees that uh, whoever this is sits down. I think it's – I'm not sure who that is. Uh, it looks like Herndon. Uh, and he fires the ball in there. He throws a rocket, actually, too, on this. You can't even see the ball in the air. That's usually you can tell when it's fast. But Yeah. No, that's a good job of, of reading the coverage, especially on the move, because they – and we did, we did this a little bit when uh, when I played in New York with, uh, with Rack. So, I mean, basically what you do is it's just invert. So, mm-hmm. at the top of the screen, if you look at that – I don't know who it's just a linebacker or a safety. I think that's Matthew. But he basically takes the corner's place, the corner takes the safety place, the safety rotates over, yeah, and um, you know, takes this seam or this curl right or whatever in this area. You still got the run the, the linebacker run, you know, kind of holding the middle. So it's not like Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he still got middle of the field. So good job of reading, you know, the rotation and knowing where to go with the ball, you know, on <clears throat> you know, during the snap. You know, that's that's actually a great read considering that that's you know, you're trying to trick the quarterback into throwing you know, throwing it into, you know, you know, making a bad read and, and, yeah. and making a bad throw. But that's a good job of him reading the coverage, you know, seeing what they're running and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, making the throw. You know, and that's, that's right there is just film study, to tell you the truth. Yeah, and again, look, at the pocket, it's not like the pocket's clean. He's throwing from, like, a super clean pocket. Again, he's taking – it's not a huge hit, but he takes a hit again, too. So, it's, he's reading this while there's pressure and the pocket's collapsing. So, like you said, he got hit a lot um, this game. There was a lot of pressure in his face, and he still just kept delivering ball after ball after ball. Um, let's see what uh, – oh, this one was – this was one of my favorite ones uh, where they do drop into into a Tampa 2 here. And let's see. Um, yeah, so he, so you, you'd see him. He's – well, one of his – Dropping back, he's reading the defense. They drop into a into a Tampa two. Uh, yeah, it's Tampa two. I would say it's a Tampa two from that. Yeah, look. it's like yeah, it's Tampa. Yeah, even though that this this linebacker here is it's just he's he's almost like replacing that shallow zone of that the Tampa two where the linebacker is almost supposed to be. Right. Um, what I really like about this play is here you have McGuire coming down on that just like a short stop route, and you see him right here like the, almost like a, the subtlest little shoulder fake like with his hips and, and his shoulders throws Matthews Matthew off right there so he, he uh, stops his drop back bites mm-hmm. down on that boom ball right behind him like yep. that's tell me about that that's a nice play yeah no that's a great no that's a great play and that's <laughs> I mean and that's and I know people don't usually see this you know during the game uh, like you and I probably see it because we you know we're used to seeing it but watching the quarterback you can move guys with whether it be with a shoulder fake or just like turning your body one way or, uh, you know, pump fakes, obviously they, you know, that's the obvious one, but you know, just little things like, okay, if I'm staring at, at the back coming out, 
then the guy, you know, naturally the defender is going to drift over to the back. Now I'm opening, you know, now I create that space, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what Donald does here. You know, he gives like a little, you know, kind of little hesitation to the back. Yeah. Matthew stops like he's going to throw it to him and yeah, he throws it right behind him. So that's a good job of manipulating the defense. And, and like people don't like realize like how much is going on in a play and like the ability to just throw that little fake to know that you're going to get behind the, the, the uh, safety and the, um, the curl, the, not the curl, the flat, like the hook, the curl zone is just, man, um, for a 21 year old kid doing this against the Texans with pressure in his face all day, with not that great of talent around him is damn, damn impressive. Uh, I'm sure you remember this play, Marcus, uh, the touchdown right before half. Yep. Um, this is the backyard football crap that we, that we talk about. Uh, <laughs> like good, good connection with him and Robbie Anderson here for sure. Looks like they're almost like bracketing Robbie Anderson or either that he just runs into it to a uh, coverage that's already there. Um, but for Robbie Anderson, one, that, that, that safety right there needs to have better awareness of where he is yeah. instead of looking at the quarterback. So it's bad play by 29, maybe 25. Yeah, I think that's um, great. Yeah. But throwing the ball, literally throwing the ball while both you're like, this is not a normal play for a quarterback. So that's just, I, I just put Donald, uh, Donald Baller right there because that's, that's impressive. Yeah, no, in this backyard, you know, and this is yeah. the thing that. I like, but I don't like because he shouldn't have to, you know, <laughs> have to do this. Um, you know, Robbie, Robbie gets hit. I think he is initially supposed to run, you know, kind of run the override anyway. Um, but in Romeo's defense, like if anything comes across and the linebackers in a way, like they're taught to like reroute guys. Like, so, yeah, almost like a wall, man. Yeah, he's supposed to get hit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the safety, like you said, he's staring at Donald. Don't know why when you got a guy right in front of your face and you're supposed to be covering him. But good job, Robbie Anderson, you know, seeing where Donald is. You know, continuing the route and keeps running, and mm-hmm. and yeah, with Donald, I mean, you just you know you can't coach this. This is just this is you know making plays. You know when yeah. you have to. So it was a good yeah, job by sure. him. Yep. Um, all right. So then moving on uh, to some of the players from the uh, second half. That was the first half of plays. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, next one. This is verse. I think I put cover two. Let's see here. Um, Drops back. Oh yeah, this this one was another crazy freaking throw. Uh, it's it's a more to you watching on broadcast. You're like, damn, like okay, like pressure, pressure, pressure. Like get rid of the ball or whatever. It's third and ten, so big spot in the game, uh, or just a big spot in general. It's third and ten. Uh, rolls out, gets his hips like square, like you said. Obviously, yep. plants like while he's like drifting still, and delivers a ball that's in that like that honey hole that they call it. Yeah. Um, before you know, over that curl the flat, but before that deep half, um, on the move that doesn't really get much better than that either. You know, I mean, that's a great throw, to be <laughs> true. I mean, because that window is, I mean, that's a tight window, especially for the for the depth of that route. That's that's a hell of a throw, and like yeah. you know, and just like like you said, I do like the way that, and Donald does it, you know, more than often. It looks weird when he's kind of off balance, but he squares up here and delivers, you know, and delivers a good ball over the top of the, you know, the defensive back and Robbie makes a good catch, staying in bounds and everything. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a hell of a play. Yeah. That, that accuracy on the move with that touch to, it's not just like general accuracy. Okay. Throw it to this area. Like, okay, I know I have to float it over the curl to flat, but get it there quick enough where it's before the, the deep half, like on the move with having the square up with pressure, uh, you know, coming behind you. It's like, it, man. Um, and he could continue to do this. This throw wasn't, Necessarily the best throw. I actually want to see it a little bit more deep. Um, but this is just a touch. I had to put the touchdown in here. The, this is a great route and terrible play by 43 right here. Yeah. Um, who jumps on that sluggo. But 
Uh, that's one of his one of his touchdown passes. And the thing about his footwork here, which might hurt, it probably hurts him a little bit, and, and how far the ball goes right here. He's throwing from even. Now you don't want to see that with his footwork, but the ball is still it's accurate enough. Yeah. Um, but this is talk about his mechanics hurting him a little bit. It's the touchdown pass, but I always see him, you know, slot a little bit in the pocket right there and then deliver that ball. Um, so has a little bit more juice on it, but uh, still, it's a touchdown pass and great route by Roberts. Yeah, it's a good ride by Roberts. And like you said, if I mean, he still delivers the ball and, you know, where it's accurate enough. Yeah. Sometimes it's like that. Uh, I mean, honestly, if he's because of how bad Roberts beat, you know, beat the defender on the route, if Donald is a little bit more square, uh, you know, in regards to his mechanics <clears throat> and has his feet, you know, pointed to where he's supposed to be going, I mean, the ball, that ball is going to be perfect, actually. It's going to go right at the pylon, like how you want it. You know, mm-hmm. Roberts wouldn't even have to reach back to get it, you know, kind of like. Maybe yeah, right over his shoulder. Right, it'll be right on his. It'll be right mm-hmm. on him, but it, you know, when you got pressure, you know, you playing against defense like this, you know, you take the plays that you can get and uh, you know, accurate enough throw. I mean, so forty three fits so hard. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. This but, is why I mean, you. Uh... I mean, he's not. He's actually not bad. I mean, but I think he's still kind of locked up. So when he opens up to break on the slant, um, you know, it, it gets him in trouble. When when you're in the red zone. You're establishing inside position. You almost want to play. You either want to be square or you want to. I mean, I prefer like square. I mean, but some guys see how he turns right there, and he's he's locked. He's locked out, and he's having to fight to come back. Mm-hmm. And when Roberts makes the you know makes the slant, you know makes the go move, you know he's locked out already. So it's kind of hard for him to get back. But you might you want you want you want to be more square. You know when you're playing, especially in the red zone, because you can always catch up. Yeah, because like that, 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 the hip of the, the hip of the flips, the flip of the hips kind of like locks him inside a little bit right there. Yeah. And we talk about the hips don't lie for Roberts. Look where his hips are. His hips are not going to the inside right here. So exactly. And that's hips, why I hips, always, hips, hips. right. And that's why I always coach. He's obviously looking up high. You yeah. always got to look at the hips. The hips, mm-hmm. hips tell you everything. Mm-hmm. The guy can't be running straight. And... He can't run right <laughs> when his hips are to the left. Yes. Yeah. yeah he can't, exactly. Yeah. So the hips tell you everywhere they're going to go, you know. So you, you always want to read the hips as a, as a defensive back. You know, anybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, a couple more plays of, uh, of Darnold, and he made some obviously great plays in the, in the second half. Uh, this was the play to – let me see here. Yeah, so this one – this was like one of the ones I dinged him for a little bit. Like, it, this was a good and a bad one. So, um, pressure in his face, you know, immediately because you have – Quale, who's a backup right tackle playing against J.J. Watt, who's one of the best defenders in the entire NFL. Uh, he gets away from him, so I like that. Because how many times do you see Watt finish this play? So I like that he like jumped over Watt right there, or jumped over his arms at least. Um, but I would like to see him, and this is like a split-second decision, so I'm not going to kill him for it, but I'd like to see him float this over 24 and get us to Anderson with some room to run. But uh, it's like a good and a bad play here. Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit of both, like you said. It gets away from Watt, but yeah, I'd like to see him float over. Once J.J. commits... Yeah, uh, it's JJ Johnson Joseph at the bottom. Yeah, once he commits, I like him to see him dump that off, you know, and I yeah. take this hit, you know, tell you the truth. Uh, but he's young, so I mean, he'll, you know, as he gets a little older, he, you know, he keeps getting smarter with the ball. You know, he'll, he'll understand it. You know, he can, he can do that. He'll do that a little bit more. Yeah, he said it's not, it's not even a terrible play. It's just like little tiny things. Like we could see it for the most part. People who think it's like a perfect play on, well, at least you know, especially you, can see a play with, uh, you know, that people would claim as a perfect play for a corner but you could still uh 
kind of give them pointers on how to improve um, right. with every play. So Donald still played the best game I've seen, I've seen in 10 years, but he's going to have some, some reps you can improve on a little bit in that one, uh, just dump it off. But like I said, there's only two or three plays where uh, I want to see him improve. This is another one that, like, watching this live, I was just giddy. Again, pressure, because, and, he's, and he's running you know, for his life because there's pressure. He almost gets sacked. Um, the ability to keep his eyes downfield and recognize that Herndon is coming open right here, it looks like easier in this view, but when it's happening this quickly, especially on broadcasting, you're like, damn. So he notices that, that Matthew, who had a bad game, I think, yeah. left Herndon right there and to, to recognize that and make the throw accurately, that's another nice play. Yeah, no, that's a really good play. Better <laughs> catch, too. I mean, ball's a little mm-hmm. bit behind – you know, behind Herndon, turns around and makes a good catch for this. I mean, you see, he put it in a spot where, you know, Herndon, you know, could have an opportunity to catch the ball. Uh, yeah, third and eight, too. So, like, yes. you think that they wouldn't bite up so hard on Darnold, so Darnold recognizes that he comes free. Right. And, uh, again, just – it's it, that's like more of like a general accurate. Like, it, it's on him, but it's not the best location. But he also is on the run and just wants to get the ball there because he's is open. So, like, man, a uh, couple more. It's just – it was never ending this game with the, with the positive plays. And this is the one I put Donald feeling himself. This is like a heat check moment uh, a little bit. And this was almost another fantastic play uh, from Donald. It was, it might, it was a little bit risky. So I didn't love it, but I liked it kind of at the same time. Um, again, reading the defense and you can see this little point right here. He tries to point Anderson to the middle of the field, which he does. And Anderson re- is reading him. Right. He throws, he, that might've been completion. It, it's going to be a floater. So he probably had to fight for that. Um, but McKinney right there does tip it, but uh, almost a great play. This is like that's like the Aaron Rodgers type stuff that you see, like him pointing a guy open, throwing a ball, drifting away. I don't know if it would have been a completion, but uh, it's like a, almost like a heat check. Yeah, no, I mean and that's, I mean, but this is, you know, what Norman does. You know, tell you the truth. I mean, this is the playmaking ability that we like. You know, yeah. the kind of like you said, you know, like we've been saying, you know, the backyard. Mm-hmm you know, just get out and make plays, you know, when he can. And, and you know, the smarter quarterbacks and definitely more, you brought up Aaron Rodgers, you know, Breeze does this, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the good ones, you know, are able to do this. And the receivers that they have good chemistry with, you know, they understand, you know, what the quarterback is telling them to do. So, you know, based on the coverage, uh, where where Donald was trying to go with the ball, you know, Anderson was trying to get back. Too bad it was tipped. I, they probably – it probably would have been a completion. I yeah, mean, I think like so. Good ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I think it would have been close because it looked like it was going to be a little bit more of a floater. But that's an impressive play for a twenty-one-year-old kid with with pressure in his face. Um, another one from from Donald uh, here, and it look, it, uh, it look Tampa two, um, and this is a they run a. I would call this a spin concept where you have the dig, and then on, and then inside of it you have that that option route or just a sit. That's what right. I, that's what I would call a spin. Um, and Donald again delivers a really accurate ball. He sees that that Anderson's coming to the open part of that of of the uh, the defense right there, right behind that that hook to curl, and uh, fires a missile in there to get to Anderson. Yeah, he does a good job here. I don't know if if you can really see it, but if you look at the the defense, the, the defender down that's supposed to be covering like the hook the flat area, Donald yeah. obviously looks at the you know the flat receiver. Because the yeah. defender breaks on immediately, opens up that hole, and, and you live the strike, you know, on the big route. Good That's catch. Sort of, yep. Yeah, good catch, good throw. Good job, again, manipulating the defense so you can you can create the space and you, you can fit that ball in there. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned that. It's just like we talk about so much film, you get kind of like almost numb to it. But he does the same thing they did later before earlier in the game with that throw where he moved Matthew. He did the yep. same thing. He almost like – he like moves his hips like he's going to throw to that, um, to that you know, sit or, or hitch, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, and he moves him, and then boom, another dig to, to Anderson. Uh, throws a missile, so uh, really good play. I got three more plays of Darnold, um, and then we'll talk about, you know, not much else, and then we'll get into the, the Packers game a little bit, which I'm not sure if Rodgers is playing, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, let's see what this one was. Uh, yeah, so this is another one where we, we almost the same type of play as last last time. Where he, he's recognizing man coverage or man coverage. Uh, let's, let's cover one uh, yeah. man coverage uh, pre snap, and he he sees Anderson, and he he checked Anderson multiple times in this before um, before this, and he knows that the corner's playing off. He trusts Anderson to get back to that ball, and he throws the ball. You know, as Anderson's turning around, it's a it's again a really fast ball. Anderson makes a really good catch. Um, I don't know if I love the drop to the knees there, but it's okay because he extended to it. Uh, but good play on which was fourth and one. They freaking the Jets threw the ball on fourth and one, which is like a, a rarity. You do not see that, so they trust Donald at this point. Yeah, no, they do for sure. And I'm surprised. <clears throat> I'm surprised that uh, that the corner was impressed, especially if it's fourth and one. Uh, you know, I'm just you know you're in the second <laughs> half. And I'm just saying. You no, know, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised he, he wasn't, you know, pressed, but good job of Donald saying that and, and Robbie, you know, doing a good job of, mm-hmm. you know, breaking back to the ball and, and securing the catch to get that first. Yeah, it was definitely a good uh, definitely a good throw to him. Uh, this was another one, second to last one, where Donald just – it's uh, – this is almost another, like, a ridiculous throw in a really tight window, which it actually is still a ridiculous throw. I think I'm just going to give credit to number uh, 25 right there. He oh, yeah. just tips the ball. You could see – um, you could just see him. He tips the ball the tiniest bit right there, which kind of throws up the trajectory. I still would like to see Hernan catch this, and yeah. I don't know. I don't love the fact that he's he's letting the ball kind of absorb into him. Where I would like to see him attack a little bit more instead of falling on his ass right there. Um, but that is a that's a tight window throw, and I, I'm going to give Donald credit for that. I think that's a great play by Jackson. Um, so I thought I thought it was a, a great play again. Yeah, I mean it's. Love the throw. It's definitely yeah. definitely in the tight window. Uh, I'd like to see Hernan come up with this, you know, with this catch though. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him flip his, his hands. I'd like to see him flip his hands the other way around, more kind of basket catch it than anything. That when you're basking catch it, especially when balls get tipped, you know, on the ball kind of like this where it's low, it's coming in at this trajectory, you can control it a little bit more, you know, to have a better opportunity to catch it than than with your hands and your palms facing up. Yeah, so like it just makes it difficult. Kind of, yeah, kind of choose what you want to do. Either attack the ball and catch it like a diamond, or fall down and absorb it like a like a basket. You know, like he's right. kind of in the middle where he's like attacking the ball but falling backwards. So it's kind of it's kind of weird um, yeah. attempt at a catch. But uh, last one from Donald, and like I said, we showed a lot of plays. Like that's a, that's a tight freaking window. I mean, like that's a, that's a tight window. And he he sliced it. So uh, great play by by him there. Um, this is another one at the end of the game where Robbie Anderson. This is the one play I'm gonna ding him for. Uh, drops back. He, there's some pressure in his face, or a little bit, um, from from the edge right there. Rolls out. You know, this is a this is a nice throw for especially rolling out. He has a pressure from Clowney planting while fading back, throwing the ball from pretty much even uh, with his feet even, which is not good because we talked about the hallway. We've talked about throw, stepping into throws. We talked about all this thing on the on the show, and still delivers a ball to Anderson. That he should catch. This is yeah. this is right in his hands. This is the difference between having a guy like Robbie Anderson having a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins catches this. You know, all the top receivers catch this for the most part. So, great play by Donald. It's just not completed. Yeah, it's just not completed. And yeah, I mean, when you're scrambling like this, I mean, honestly, I can't really kill Donald on the mechanics on this one. I mean, because yeah, exactly, he still delivers a great ball, and Robbie's got to catch that. You know, that's you know, I know it's a little bit high and it's up there, but you know, you get two hands on the ball, you got to bring that one in. 
Yeah. Especially on fourth and 14, like the last drive you have of the, of the game um, for the most part. It hits you, you know, it's not in your palms, but all, all of your fingers are on it. You, you, you need to catch that in, that in that moment of the game. Um, yeah. And like you said, I'm not going to kill him for the mechanics. I'm just saying, you know, just in, I guess, I don't know if I like kind of like misset it, but like he's, he has pressure in his face. So he's not, he doesn't have time to get perfect mechanics here. But the fact that you deliver right. a ball, one over Clowney, and two in that good of a location with that tight of it looks like a pretty tight spiral. Um, with that pressure in his face, with those bad mechanics, that's that's why he the, the playmaking ability, the bail, the ability to throw off uh, bad platforms with bad mechanics, um, the things that he was doing at 21 year old or 20 years old at USC, he's translating to the NFL now. And if he keeps growing on this with better talent around him uh, coming in the future, he he could really be. And I said it into the draft. He was my number one quarterback. I I thought he had the ability, and we we're seeing it this game, Marcus, or we saw it this game. If he keeps playing like this, not every game, but he, he, he strings these along a little bit and even improves more because he's not a finished product. He's 21 years old. He's going to get a lot better. 24, 25, he's going to be a lot better. Right. I think he could be a top-flight quarterback, like top five, top three in the NFL. If he, if what, from what we're seeing from this game, if he can, uh, continues to grow on it, which this season we talked about it. Listen, he had the bad second half against the Browns. He had the bad game against the Jaguars. He had the bad game against the uh, – <clears throat> what was the other <clears> – <throat> the, uh, the Dolphins the, the second Dolphins. time. Right, but other than that, we've been seeing this type of stuff. I think he could really be like a top flight guy. Like I said, he's so young with not that much talent around him. He's showing a lot. Yeah, no, he is showing a lot, and like and, and like you said, he continues to grow, and it seems like he's getting better every week. You mm-hmm. know, with the exception of and, and you're gonna have some bad games. It's just yeah. you know part of you know that's just part sure. of it. But as long as he keeps growing, uh, and he keeps you know they keep giving him a little bit more with the offense. You know, he continues to understand you know, what he has to do, where to make the throws, you know, things like that. Um, and they give him a little bit of help. Yeah, he's, you know, he's definitely going to be a top-flight quarterback. I, I don't see, you know, I don't see him, you know, regressing in any kind of way. I, I definitely see him getting better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he makes these plays. The only thing he has to work on is his aggressiveness a little bit. Where he gets too aggressive, that's where some of his picks came through. But at the same time, listen, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to make all the excuses in the world for him, but he's a 21-year-old kid with not a lot of talent around him having to make – 10-yard-plus throws from third and fourth down more than anybody in the entire NFL. Um, he threw some picks, and I, I think he's going to improve on that. I don't, I, don't, I don't see him doing that his entire career. He's the youngest quarterback to ever start um, in, in NFL history. Like, he's going to have some growing pains. But what he's showing at 21 years old is uh, – it's, it's damn impressive. Now, from the defense, um, we only have, I only have a couple of plays left. Good from the defense. I'll just run through it really quick. Uh, the, holding the Texans to one, uh, one for nine on third down is, is great. Uh, against yep. his offense that's high-powered for sure. Um, six sacks for 55 yards is also really, really good. They blitzed the hell out of Watson. He didn't handle it as well as he probably should have. Uh, so they had a pass rush. Uh, Anderson, we talked about him. You know, he had three sacks. Jenkins had a sack. Copeland had a sack. Adams had a sack. Um, they, the run defense was good overall. 17 rushes for 47 yards. Um, and, f- and four of those runs were by Watson for 26 yards. So without them, without that Watson running, they were th- – 13 rushes for 21 yards, which is fantastic run defense. They play really well. Um, and then Jenkins, like I said, seven sacks this year. I talked about it. I'm not sure if you were on that week, but I said that people have to kind of start looking at him um, and noticing how he's actually playing pretty well this year for mm-hmm. uh, his, like, people like, think he's just, like, okay, which he is still okay. He's not, like, great. But seven sacks uh, this, this year, having one sack this game, two quarterback hits. Um, he's definitely been playing better. Because I said the biggest problem with him in his past was stacking moves or, or converting power to speed or speed to power or, you know, turning a, you know, attempted rip that gets blown up by the tackle into a spin. Like he's doing that stuff this year. 
this is against a tight end. So he turns he, he turns that power into a rip. So he throws he gets his hands nice and tight, gets good leverage, um, good hand placement, gets into the chest, blows the defensive back or, or sorry not the defensive back the tight end backwards, and then throws a rip. Um, and then bends the edge right there and gets a sack on Watson. I think he's been playing much better this year. We've seen him make quite a few plays. Yeah, no, he's definitely getting better. And like you said, he's – I think he's learning how to stack those moves as opposed mm-hmm. to just having one move. And, you know, that, you know when you're playing in the NFL, you, you play you against – Yeah, you have to. Even in your subpar offensive lineman, you still got to have a counter and you got to have a counter to the counter and a counter yep. to the counter and the first counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, or, uh, or a fake move into a counter of that yeah. counter of the fake move. Like crazy. All the yeah. Fake film study. Yeah. You, gotta, you always got to have three or four moves, maybe four or five moves, you know, in your arsenal. <laughs> You yeah. know, to, you know, to beat these old linemen, but he's he's getting better every week. So I think he's he's starting to understand that. You know, he has you know he's got to convert convert those moves and have you know several moves. Yeah, well, there's like so many times last year I did the film review of him. I did like a short form. Where I watched like six games, and there's so many times on film I'm like throw the like like he'll throw an initial move, like throw the rip, throw the spin, throw the spin, throw the spin, throw the spin, throw the, like please do it. And he just didn't do it, and this year he's been doing it, and that's why he's getting you know seven sacks, and maybe he ends with double digit sacks. That'd be pretty cool to see that. Um, other guys from from the defense, just really quickly, Adams. He was a little bit more quiet this game, but he still makes plays like Jamal Adams, as you see on this play. Right um, on the safety blitz, getting to getting to Watson and wrapping him up for the fourteen yard sack right there. Um, other guys, Hewitt played pretty well. Copeland for a backup linebacker. He's supposed to be a backup a backup linebacker. He's been playing pretty well these last couple of weeks. Mike Pennell played pretty well, and Frankie Luvu, who's an undrafted, really young rookie out of Washington or Washington state has been playing pretty well. So those are some other guys. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add um, from the good from the defense, Marcus, or no, I mean, they, they play pretty <laughs> solid game. To tell you the truth. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, they, like you said, the Texans do have a high powered offense and, and particularly on third down, uh, you hold anybody, I don't care how much talent they have on offense to, you know, one for nine. Was it, is that what we said? Yeah, one no, one for nine, on, and then they on held like one point seven yards per per rush to minus Watson's running. Yeah, so you're you're most of the time most of the time you're going to win those games. If you win third down and you win a turnover battle, most of the time you're going to win the games. And they came just you know just short of of winning the game, but you know they still came out. They competed hard, mm-hmm. and and you know they they kept the Texans offense you know kind of you know stagnant you know for the most part during the during the game. Yeah, uh, I have like three more plays, and then we'll talk about the Packers. Uh, good from the offense, like I said, nine for seventeen on third down. I talked about before is good. Three for four in the red zone is good. McGuire, he had eighteen rushes for forty-two yards, uh, with three receptions for twenty-nine yards. That's not great stats, but I think overall with the offensive line, he played um, pretty well. And on this play, um, okay, talk, and talking about McGuire, um, I said the stats weren't great. Uh, he had one fumble that was big. And the, the drop, he had a drop pass where Donald made another fantastic pass, didn't show it, and he got the ball to him. Um, but he made some nice plays. I think he's running well for what, what the offensive line is. Uh, I really like this cutback and then being able to break that tackle from number 41 right here. It's like another inside zone, tight zone um, from shotgun. He notices that, you know, his, his first couple of reads, he notices that the, the middle is clogged right here. That hard, that hard drop of the hips right there, that hard plant right there. Uh, being able to cut back to the, you know, to the C gap, um, to the backside of the play, being able to break the tackle from 41, then continue on for uh, more yards, break the tackle from Watt as well uh, for 14 yards, a play that should have been a no gain turned into 14 yards. I, I like that play from McGuire. Yeah, it's a good play from McGuire. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's the thing, when you're running back, usually they tell you you got to make the first guy missing, and after that, you know, you, you know, get what you can get. So he does a good job of doing that. 
Mm-hmm. Reads the whole well, you know, shows good vision being able to cut back there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, makes the first guy miss and, and picks up big yards. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's a good, that's a good run by him. Yeah. One more. Uh, this was, this is probably my favorite play of the game. Or, well, minus like 30 of Donald's throws that were fantastic. This is my other favorite play from the game. Um, I, I really like to see like the team play like this. Um, just like a power run on the goal line and it, McGuire gets stacked up at the at the three yard line. He keeps driving his legs. Great drive by him. You have Spencer Long who jumps in. You have Dozier who jumps in. You have Winters who jumps in. You have um, Quale who jumps in. You have Beecham who jumps in. Uh, Tomlinson jumps in. Like literally every single person on the team minus Harrison uh, jumps in, and then they push him forward for a touchdown. I love these type of plays in football, and uh, that's a big freaking touchdown. And I yeah. thought the Jets at that point, like, okay, they're going to win this damn game. And then, unfortunately, with the bad talk about the defense, the defense is bad situationally. The Texans drive down their throats and get a touchdown after. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great play by the, by the whole team right here. Yeah, that's a good play by the whole offense. And, I mean, they put the rule in where, you, you know, you're, you're able to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, take advantage of it. Everybody jump in, get a push, shoot, make, get, get the score. So, yeah, that, that counts. That's a score for everybody, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah, and that I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that was on fourth down as well. Or, or third down, sorry. Um, so just, man, like that's the place on the sideline as a defender or, or on the defense where you're just going crazy too. Like you're jumping up and down going nuts. Like that's something you love to see. Um, other than, other than that from the offense, I, I have one play from, uh, from Cannon, who I said before, I don't think he's going to be like a top flight running back ever, but I think his burst is something you can't deny. I'd like to see him more on like swing routes and screens and things like that. But, uh, the dude's burst is, is undeniable as well right here uh, another inside handoff sees watt beat quality easily <laughs> easily on the edge right there at that uh, another club arm over and yep. uh he sees him and he just the burst to get away from him is uh is, is pretty awesome right there yeah make the first guy miss and yeah i'm with you i'd like to see him being used a little bit more out in space mm-hmm. you know, whether it be swing routes or or you know things like that you know, jet sweeps and around yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, plays where you know where you can really display his speed and, and ability. You know, mm-hmm. at an open field. Uh, but definitely, you know, he's got a great burst, like you said. <clears throat> you know, and I, I know that you got to be able to run in between the tackles, just like outside as well. But if you got a guy like that, put him out in space and let him, you know, let him use his speed and, and use his quickness. Yeah. So moving on, bad from the offense. Don't have too much from it. We talked about a lot of it. The run blocking we talked about. Um, averaging 2.9 yards per game, <laughs> not good. Uh, the only thing I really have that I want to show from the from the bad from the offense is that Jermaine Curse play. Man, he's he had a, he had a false start. He had one drop in the in the red zone. He had this play, which which was infuriating. This is on first down. Uh, I think this is the second or last, or either the either one of the last two draws that they had at the end of the game. Um, Donald throws the ball, which is a little bit risky, but at this point he kind of needs to. Um, it was a Tampa two, and he throws a seam route to Curse. There's a linebacker who's dropping back um, into that into that you know his his responsibility in the Tampa too. Curse needs a fight for this freaking ball, man. He he yeah. it just looks like he's checked out. You know, stop and attack the ball. The, the the linebacker's not looking at the ball. If he stops, he's a hard he plants hard right here. He can catch this ball behind the linebacker easily. The Jets are at the 45 yard line driving and only need a touchdown with like a minute and a half left. But um, I hate I hated to see this from Curse. It's really this, this play honestly really pissed me off because he sees the ball. Yeah, he's got to get better effort with this. Because if anything, if he stops and goes up in the air to attack the ball, I mean, he he probably draws a pi. I mean, yeah, if I catch it's a pi. Yeah. It's yeah, either yeah, one. He, yeah, if he doesn't catch it, yeah, he draws a pi. You know, just because he's he's stopping to fight for the ball, but just to keep running because the ball's not in the perfect location, 
you know, regardless of where it is, uh, it doesn't mean you give up on it. You still got to fight for it and, and, you know, and give yourself a chance and, and, and give your team a chance. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like this play at all either. Definitely, yeah. need, to see more, definitely need to see more effort. You know, and we're and we were we're big well, not not anymore uh, at least this year, but we were big fans of Kershaw this year. We give him a lot of props, but he's been dropping balls. He's been the the awareness like the Miami game running out of bounds and back in bounds like where there's nobody around him was bad. This play on the seam, man, like you said stop and either draw that pi or or just stop and just and just basket catch it right in your chest. There's really it's an easy catch, I think, for a receiver. It should be, um, or you know, a catch that should be made at least and. Uh, at this point in the game, Darnold was balling out. The team was playing hard. The defense just gave up a touchdown. This would have been a huge uh, play in the game, and uh, he just gave little to, to no effort on that one. So I, I hated to see that. He also had a false start this game. Bad from the defense, situational defense. Like I said, after that big McGuire touchdown, they let the Texans drive down the throat, score, score a touchdown right back. Um, Leonard Williams, he made some plays this game, but overall, uh, versus Texans offensive line, and I said before the game, I thought he would make some plays versus he didn't. He had like two run stuffs. So that was really it. Um, and you see, Henry Anderson this game had three sacks, which is more than Leo's had in the last eighteen games <laughs> for a sixth overall pick. We, we've said before he's still really solid, but he's mm-hmm. not necessarily living up to it. Three sacks in eighteen games, regardless of the situation, you need to make more plays than that. Right. Um, even, even even I know you're in a three four, but still. Um, so that's really all I have from the bad from the uh, rest of the game. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else. No, no, I don't have anything else. Cool. So special teams, two missed extra points. You'd never want to see that for sure. Um, and I guess I'll throw some some love out to Lackland Edwards, I guess. Four punts for almost 200 yards. I'll take it. Almost 50 yards per. Um, coaching, mm-hmm. we talked about that. Um, other than that, the penalties, nine for 60 yards. That's how do they fix the penalties, Marcus? Because nine for 60 yards is not good. They're beginning – it seems like their average – I would say their average, if I had to guess, is like eight per game, and that's way too much. Yeah, I mean, that's – really, that's just discipline and mental toughness, to mm-hmm. the truth, where – and you can work on that, whether it be – there's drills you can do to work on – and we used to do it at the – you know, in the practice during sprints. You know, so if you Make have – run until I die? <laughs> well, you, like, just say you have um, – like, you have 10 five-yard sprints, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for every time, you know, and it's, you know, on every sprint, you don't go until the whistle blows. Well, you know, Bill would be yelling or just saying whatever or making noises, you know, whatever. And then if you jump, then you add another sprint, you know. So either you finish the full 10 and it's only five yards or you keep adding, you know, an extra sprint until you do it. But it sharpens your mind so where you only hear the whistle and that actually helps with, you know, with some penalties and things like that. So there's things you can do to work on that because that's, that's just, you know, for, that's just a discipline thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only other news from this game is the shell injury. And from what I've heard, he might be out the rest of the year and he might be out a portion of next year. So uh, I forget exactly how he got injured, but that that's, that's a big blow to them. Um, even though I think he's just a, I think he's a below average right tackle. He's a lot better than Quale. So, um, that sucks, but let's get into the uh, the, the Packers uh, the roster here. So uh, the show isn't too, too long. Rodgers, I heard he, he got injured. I'm not sure exactly how he got injured last game, um, but I heard that it's kind of it, they might just shut, shut him down for the rest of the year because at this point the Packers aren't making the playoffs anyway. Right. Um, so why play him? So, and from what I've heard, you know, air quotes, signs are pointing to him not playing. Um, obviously, if he plays, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. This year he's a little bit. He's been a little bit different because it seems like he's dinged up a lot. But the backup is Deshaun Kaiser. Um, career 11 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Kaiser's not good 
at all. Um, so I'm fine with that. Uh, when you're looking at the roster, the other skill positions, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I'm not the biggest fans of them. I think they're okay. Uh, fullback Danny Vitale, whatever. I'm not. I don't really get crazy in the fullbacks. And you look at the receivers, Devontae Adams, top flight guy. Uh, Randall Cobb's mm-hmm. still a good receiver. Valdez uh, Scanling is a another young guy who's pretty decent. St. Brown they have is pretty decent as well. Uh, tight end Jimmy Graham, Lance Kendricks. So the receivers and their tight ends are pretty damn good. I think the 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 running backs are just okay, but still overall pretty decent skill position group. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean the groups. I mean it's a good group. Like you said, Devontae Adams, top flight. Uh, Graham's been, you know, he's Jimmy Graham. Um, I think actually yeah. what I saw this morning, um, Aaron Jones is on injured reserve as well. Um, okay, so they have basically yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah, so they put him on injured reserve this morning um, from what I saw. And then, um, yeah, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, why play him? I mean, he's been playing with the knee injury all year, mm-hmm. you know, and no telling what else, where else he's hurt that he's kind of gutting through. Yeah. Might as well put Deshaun Kaiser, you know, put Deshaun Kaiser in at this point. You're not going to the playoffs. You know, you're just kind of trying to salvage the season. To see get that you, draft pick. Yeah, get that, yeah, <laughs> get that draft pick, yeah. So, you know, at this point, I wouldn't even play him. Yeah, offensive line is is uh it's it's solid. I think it's solid, but I think there's a I think Brian Beluga at right tackle went down, and so did his backup. So I think they're playing like their third string right tackle or left guard, whoever's playing right tackle for them. Um, yeah. But Bakhtiari is one of the, if one of the if not the one of the best left tackles in the game. Lane Taylor is okay. Uh, Lindsley is I think he's okay too. Uh, Panky Adam Panky I don't really know who that is, but I know overall they're a decent group. But I think they have some injuries, so. It's not a it's not top top play right now, but I still think it's a it's a decent group too. No, it's a solid group, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Green Bay's always had injuries on their offensive line over the past three four years. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, um, you know, but like you said, Bakhtiari is good. Uh, they're they're definitely playing with a third string tackle, you know, on the right side. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a decent group. It's not the you know, it's not their core group or their first group that they would normally have out there, but they're still solid. Yeah. Um, defense, uh, f- the front seven. Mike Daniels is out. I didn't even know he was out. Uh, I-, I saw it, though. Mike Daniels is their best player on defense, I think, pretty much. not. Yeah, by- I would say by far. Um, Clay Matthews is still really good, but the, D- the DNs, you have Dean Lowry, uh, Montrevious Adams. I don't even know who those guys are. Kenny Clark is a le- likely out who I know is a decent defensive tackle. They hit the backup Lancasters in, so uh, the-, the-, the defensive line, very just average at this point with all the injuries, if not even average, I say below average. Um, the linebackers, Antonio Morrison, I don't really know who that is. Blake Martinez, uh, I know he's pretty solid. Uh, they have Clay Matthews. So I would say front seven overall, not that impressive, minus guys like uh, Blake Martinez and Clay Matthews. But other than that, there's really not too much. I think the Jets could be able to run the ball on, on these uh, on this front seven. Yeah, they should be. They, they don't have a lot of I mean, the group you'll get to next is really the, kind of the strength of that group. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to call it. But, um, you know, between Matthews and Martinez, Morrison is okay. Um, but, um, you know, they're not really a great group up front, you know, mm-hmm. with their front seven. Yeah, so the offense is kind of average. If, if they don't have if they don't have Rodgers and it's Kaiser, I really do have some faith in this game. Um, the Jets winning. The secondary, like you said, it's a, it's a strength. The safeties are okay. Uh, Kent, Kentrell, Bryce, Tremont Williams – Josh Jones, Josh Jones, mm-hmm. I think I think he's the guy who has the most potential out of those guys. But Tremont Williams is a corner converted, so he's in coverage ability. Bryce is is whatever, and Josh Jones is he's okay too. But the uh, the the corners are pretty good. Josh Josh Jackson, uh, Jari Alexander, Brashad Breeland, I think is a pretty solid trio right there. So I think that's the strength. <coughs> of the yeah, yeah, their corners are the strength of this thing. <laughs> you know, the secondary. 
um, Tremont Williams. I mean, he's still a. I mean, he's still a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's playing safety now, you know, more so than than corner. I know he plays in the slot a little bit, you know, in like nickel and dime situation still because mm-hmm. he can still cover. But he just gives them another athletic guy at the safety position they can't cover, and, yeah. he, and he knows that system. So uh, this is. I mean, this is definitely the strength of their team. Yeah. So. Um... The Packers are still wrap it up. They're they're zero and seven on the road this year. Um, their defense has forced very little turnovers um, overall. So I kind of I don't know if I should just predict this straight up or not. But um, if Rodgers plays, the Jets lose. Um, that's my opinion. If so, that this is literally my prediction. The, the, this, if Rodgers plays, I'm I'm picking the Jets to lose. If Rodgers does not play, I'm actually not. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. Uh, Jets thirty, Packers sixteen. If Rodgers does not play, that's that's my score. Cause I don't think he's playing. Um, so the Jets get their their trademark third year in a row, five win record. They lose to the Patriots next week, and uh, the Jets move to the sixth pick in the draft and five and eleven like the last two years. Cause it's it's just destiny at this point. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that too. I'm gonna go more. Um, am I gonna say thirty? Yeah, yeah. I think thirty is a good number. Thirty. <laughs> Yeah, like thirty seventeen. Yeah, I go with that. Uh, yeah, okay. So, and, yeah, and are you saying yeah. the same thing? If Rodgers plays, the Jets lose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't. I don't think he's playing. I just. I have to throw that in there. That's obviously a big factor to this game. It's not like okay, one of their corners is out. It's freaking Aaron Rodgers. It makes a big difference. Um. So we both pick the Jets to win. At least, like I said, if Rodgers not play. So my favorite part of the show, minus Darnold, the Pickums. <laughs> you know. You know why is my favorite part. So before this week, uh, I was 54, 40, and 1. Marcus was 55, 39, and 1. We both took all the same games last week but the Browns. So uh, and congrats. I'm sure is, is, is uh, Lynn freaking pumped up right now beating the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football because that was incredible. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, he's, he's excited. Actually, I talked. I talked to him after the game. He's like, he's pretty damn excited. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I, I hope that. I hope they. Honestly, I would like to see Rivers win a Super Bowl. We talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both picked the Chiefs. They lost uh, at home, twenty nine to twenty eight to the Chargers. The next game, Saturday night game, I picked the Browns. You picked the Broncos. The Browns won seventeen to sixteen. Uh, we both picked the Vikings. They beat the Dolphins at home, forty-one to seventeen. We both picked the <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, wow. who got beat twenty-five to zero against the Colts. Did you watch that game? Because I was really not able to. But what the hell no, happened there? I watched it. Dallas couldn't do anything on offense. Yeah, literally nothing. The but here's the thing: they're the the thing about the Cowboys and the Colts is they're they're actually pretty identical. Um, because there were there are a couple of coaches that actually are on the coach staff that were with the Cowboys. So personnel wise, they're the same. You know, speedy defense, play action, tight ends. You know, running game. You know, things like that. And so the coach did a good job of defending them. They took away Amari Cooper, and nobody else could do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it sucked too because like. Of course, the Jets have a really good game, and then they lost whatever. Uh, it's almost like a perfect situation. Of course, that results in me losing fantasy. Both my playoffs, I lost <clears throat> the one league. Um, my second biggest league, I'm freaking – the lowest points I scored the entire year is like 115. My my team put up 76 points. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Of course, in the playoffs. It just – that always happens to me. Um, but that at game was just – At least you lost like that. You know how I lost in the playoffs? By like we, a quarterback no, we, or something like that? No, we, we tied 112-112. And I lost because they the guy was playing to have more points – 
during the regular season overall yeah. than I did. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, oh, you must play for like – you play ESPN League or something ESPN, like that? Yeah, I play ESPN. Play, dude, I like Yahoo so much better because Yahoo, like it will give you – 112.96 you have to be like exact like it's exact so if, if, oh, if okay. you're at 112.96 like that's crazy um but yeah ESPN doesn't do that I don't know why um but yeah this is like the last couple of weeks with like the Rams not playing well or getting like shut down versus the Bears and then like all these teams who are like high-powered offense is not really doing that great like Tyree Kill had six points is like great like it just it yeah. never ended Zeke didn't do anything so um next game we both picked the Bills um 14 to 13 um smart pick by us bills at home um they beat the lions and then next game we both picked the patriots who got beat 17 to 10 versus steelers man the, the patriots just do not look the same uh, yeah they're struggling yeah i don't think they're making it to the super bowl honestly um next game we both picked the saints and this is another game like the, the cowboys didn't score any points the rams haven't been scoring points the saints 12 points versus the panthers they beat the panthers um, 12 to 9 on the road in Carolina. But damn, like, what is wrong with that offense, too? Like, you have Drew Brees, you have Michael Thomas, you have Kamara, Ingram, you have a good offensive line. Um, well, well, I don't know what's in there either, but we both picked them. At least they won. Yeah. Well, a lot of these games, even the Chiefs Chargers game, still, because, I mean, low scoring considering who the Chiefs are. But yeah. When you, get, when you get towards the end of the year and you start having these division games, it usually defenses, you know, sort of the second half of the year is when everything picks up because you've already seen the team once already. And, you know, these defensive coordinators are good. So they, they, you know, figure out, you know, how to, you know, how to beat guys. So you include that. Everybody always throwing, you know, throws in the weather, which I don't think that's an issue. The weather doesn't mean a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, a, a time of year where defense has started, you know, start taking over. And you need a good defense that can travel. You look at the Saints, how they play. Look at the Chargers, how they play defensively. Um, <clears throat> you know, so it's that time of year where, you know, where defenses start taking over. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. What a coincidence. For the teams, the good teams, the defense starts taking over, I take over. And now we're even. <laughs> I went 5-3. and three, You went 4-4. Four and four. Now we're both 59-43-1. and one. I know you're like, you know, ex-NFL players. So like you're used to handling like the, the, the nerves and all that stuff. But trust me, people, Marcus is nervous. <laughs> I, I like, saw you. I no, saw you nervous. No, no, it, yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. After the, the Browns, when I was sending you like the, uh, the Adrian thing from Rocky and all this stuff, it was uh, having a good time with it. But, you know, just like the good teams, I gotta, you got to step up when it matters. That's what, that's what Joey Blewett's doing. Um, so this week is important. I need, I need to take the lead now. I can't fall back behind. I, I, I was down eight games. I, I can't do it again. Um, so we both pick, we both pick the Jets. I'll, I'll put in parentheses if the, uh, if, if Rogers doesn't play. Um, so the next game, if uh, let's say Saturday night, eight o'clock, the eight and six Ravens at the uh, eleven and three Chargers. The only reason I'm really put this because the Ravens are fighting for their playoff lives. Can the Chargers hold that lead and potentially win? Um, you know, home field if the Chiefs end up losing. Because I think the the Chiefs. Well, no. What would happen now? Because the Chiefs uh, won the first game. The Chargers won the second game. They had the same record. So if they I both think, went out. Yeah, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have to. If they went out, the Chiefs still have the top spot. But I think the Chiefs have to lose one, and the Chargers have to win out. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that happens. I, I, I love to see the Char- Chargers or Chiefs. I like the Chargers, and my grandpa is a big Chiefs fan. So either either one of them makes the Super Bowl. That's who I'm rooting for. Um, but uh, who are you taking in this game? Man, um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Ravens on this one. Really? Wait, is it at? Is that where is it? It's in San Diego. Or, oh, sorry, no, in taking, Los Angeles. Oh yeah, no, I'm taking the Chargers on that one. I'm surprised yeah. you're picking against your boy after they just no no no. no. If it was in, no, game, if it was in Baltimore, and I know. 
they're leaning and the Chargers, they're playing well on the road. But with the Steelers losing, you know, to the Patriots, they give the Ravens, the, you know, a chance to, you know, get back, you know, to take that top spot in the playoffs uh, in the division. You know, that that's – but if it was in Baltimore is why I would take them. But since it's in L.A., I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers too. Um Next game is Sunday at one o'clock. The ten and four Texans at the seven and seven Eagles. Who the Eagles are like? They're still in the playoff picture. They can still make it with the, with the uh, Cowboys losing. Last week, I think that the Cowboys are what they're they're eight and six now. I believe. Yeah, they're eight and six. So the Eagles still have a shot. Um, so that's why I'm kind of putting you know Texans on the road. They didn't play great versus the Jets, even though the Jets just did play really really well. So I'm not going to discredit the Jets, but uh, Texans on the road in Philadelphia with the Eagles fighting for their lives. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Eagles on this one. Eagles, all right, all right. So I'm gonna go with the Texans. That's that's the uh, that's gonna be the deciding game this week. Hopefully, I can take the lead, and then I have to start picking the games first because I was gonna pick the games first, but I was like, screw it. I was down for so long. I gotta get the lead here, so I'm gonna give no, you this. Yeah, I still go first. That's cool. <laughs> no, until hey, until next week. Um, <laughs> next game uh, Sunday at 4:25, the eight five and one Steelers at the 12 and two Saints. Do the Saints bounce back? Uh, the Steelers are fighting for their lives too. Like I said, if the Ravens win, the Steelers lose. The Ravens are going to be, um, you know, in that in that top spot in the uh, AFC North. So Steelers big game, but they're on the road against the Saints, who have been struggling the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but I'm still taking the Saints. Same. I mean, the Saints at home, the St- Steelers. They're in their passing game. They blow too many coverages weekend after weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, in going against the Saints offense. I mean, I don't care if the Saints haven't scored that many points. I'm still taking the Saints at home. Yeah, next game, uh, Sunday night, the 11-3 and Chiefs on the road against another team who's fighting for their playoff lives, the 8-6 and Seahawks. We have a lot of teams, like, it's a, it's a trend right now. I'm throwing a lot of teams in there who are fighting for their lives against better teams because they need the ball out. So, do the, do the Saints uh, handle business – or, sorry, do the Seahawks handle business at home against the Chiefs or did the Chiefs take it? Uh, man, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm, I'm still roll with the Chiefs, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh it's um the, the the Seahawks are they're in position to fight for the playoffs. So I think it's all on um Russell Wilson's shoulders. And I think the Chiefs just have too much talent on that team. Like I like Frank Clark on their defense. Their defense doesn't have as much as it did, obviously, with a lot of the guys leaving, et cetera. So I'm gonna hit the Chiefs as well. Monday night, this is a big game for Jets fans. <laughs> the Six and eight Broncos on the road at the three and eleven Raiders. We're all huge Raiders fans this week because the Raiders win, the Jets are now the second. Uh, picking the NFL draft, and regardless if they take somebody there, they trade back. Uh, moving up from three to two is a big deal. So uh, the the Broncos are just I don't know, and the Raiders at home, you know, maybe they can pull it out. So what do you what do you think with this one? No, I think the Broncos will bounce back and win this one. I just don't I don't have any faith in the Raiders right now mm-hmm. at all. Regardless of how bad the Broncos are playing, I just don't have any faith in them. Yeah. And plus, I think I mean honestly, I mean I thought the Broncos would have. I mean, I think they have a better team, not by much, than the Browns do. I think the Browns just – I mean, they, you know, made the plays when they counted. But the Broncos definitely have more talent than the Raiders do, and mm-hmm. they should be able to beat the Raiders. Yeah, the Broncos, the biggest problem with their offense is the fact that they lost Thomas. So, obviously, they traded Thomas, and they lost Sanders now, too. So, it's like struggling a little bit, and Case Keenum is Case Keenum. You know, Case Keenum played – 
pretty well last year with the Vikings, and he's actually put up some better. He put up better numbers than Cousins has with the Vikings, but regardless, um, okay, yeah, I was that's gonna be the deciding factor. If if we didn't treat anything different, you chose the Broncos. I'll take the Raiders there, but I'll play a little bit safer. Um, we're both taking the Jets if the if Rodgers doesn't play. We're taking the Packers if Rodgers does play. We're both taking the Chargers um, against the Ravens. We're both taking the Texans. Or sorry, I'm taking the Texans at the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles. Um, both taking the Saints at home against the Steelers. We're both taking the Chiefs at the Seahawks. We're both taking the Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm glad we got to break down some actual good film uh, for the most part, minus you know, secondary and situational defense. But breaking down Donald was fun. So um, we'll see you next week, next Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday. Listen, it's, it's Christmas. Um, am I going to be able to do film and a show on Christmas and stuff like that? I don't know. So maybe it comes out a little bit later. Um, but everybody enjoy their, their Christmas. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. And Marcus, any, any last words? That is it, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, really, I, I want to see the Jets kind of pull this game out with or without yeah. Rodgers. Tell the truth. I mean, I'd like to see them finish out well. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I know everybody wants to draft spot or whatever it is, but you, you still want to see the team, you know, regardless of what happens after the season, see them finish out strong and, and end on a better note, you know, at least show some, pro- you know, continue to show progress, see progress, you know, progress from, Adam, you yeah. know, from Sam mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, fancy you're strong. It's only two weeks there. So. Yeah, for sure. And it's destiny anyway. They're going to finish at 5-11 and 11 and get the sixth pick. It just happens every single year. So it's, it's, it's either, they're going to most likely win this game. Um, but like you said, if, if especially Donald, Donald's obvious. Um, if Donald plays like he did against the Bills and then he comes out and plays well, obviously fantastically against the Texans and finishes up with two good games or solid games versus the Packers and Patriots, that gives the Jets fans a lot of hope going into the offseason. Um, and you want to see the rest of the, good, the young players. Uh, you want to see guys like even backups like Frankie Lubu and Copeland, but Adams and you know Tremaine Johnson continue to play well because he's a big cornerstone piece. So let's root for the young guys and the cornerstone pieces that the Jets have. Um, if they win, they win. Um, it's good for Donald, so I'm, I'm fine with it if they do end up winning. Um, so let's hope to see that, and uh, we'll be back. Stay safe for Christmas. Don't be drunk driver or anything stupid. Nope. Uh, show will most likely be later, either Thursday or probably maybe Friday, depending on you know mine and Marcus' schedules and how they match up. But uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, leave a damn review one time, please. So we'll see you next week. See you. See you.